Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. The Brobasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. The Brobasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own Brobasket or choose from a variety of different Brobaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boothless, but still cool, Bro Baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the TheBroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporty number 66. I am Chris. I am Richard. I am the ice man. <laughs> Richard. So <laughs> so formal. It's because I'm Richard yeah. the Lionhearted after week one of fantasy oh, football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute then. I am definitely the ice man after the picks after week one. Thank you. Uh-huh. Whatever. Whatever, Whatever LA Rams. We'll, uh-huh. we'll, we'll get to your shit. We'll get to your shit. Calm down. Uh, All right, I'll, I'll first, talk to you in, I'll talk to you week eight, LA Rams. Okay, anyways. All I know is 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 Vincent Katalua. I am so, I'm sorry, bro. If you're a listener, I am I'm I'm butchering your name. He's the only person that scored more points than me. And the only reason I scored as many points I did was pure fuckery. I admit that shit. <laughs> yes, I did my homework, but it was pure fuckery also. <laughs> no, I think you are. Uh, first of all, it's my cousin's brother-in-law, but I think you are mistaken, sir. I think your cousin is the only other Hold on, let me look at the scores here. Jess? Didn't that, didn't, didn't that guy only score like 50-something points or some shit? Oh, you know what? It's Brandon DeShields. Yes, Brandon DeShields. That's- that, I believe, is a listener. Dark, ra- dark, dark Raven Night Rise. Dark Raven Night Rises, or Dark Raven Night. Wait, what? Whatever, motherfucker. We get it. You like Baltimore? Yes. Yeah, dude. He killed it. He killed it. And Batman. And Rich getting the assist from Hurricane Irma. David Johnson's wrist. 
Yeah, talk all this shit. I, I, I do I do want to back up and say one thing because it is number 66 and there is only but one number 66. Yes, it's yes. from hockey. It's the one and only. It's the great Bombay Gordon. <laughs> you mean That's Gordon you Bombay? There. Whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you want to do a take two there, Iceman? I don't. Yeah. I don't care about it. <laughs> it's Lemieux. We all know it's Lemieux. Yeah, the only player who probably, if he'd have stayed healthy his entire career, would have actually given Gretzky a run for his money. And um, I mean, the all-time scoring leader. At, at, and also, you have to say, is he the great one? I mean, Lemieux's I, I, I pretty much better than him, I think. Uh, it's a discussion for another day. I'm sure we'll get into it eventually. Uh-huh. Well, let's let's. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, well, I mean, the no, seriously, show in thirty-three oh. shows, you know. I mean, yeah. dude, seriously, you're you're really gonna uh huh me and, and shine me on the hockey guy? I can sit here and talk hockey <laughs> for the next <laughs> next twelve hours. I just actually want listeners to keep listening. <laughs> Twelve-hour hockey podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah that like, kind of reminds me of what's going on in boxing right now. But yeah, we said we want listeners to keep listening, right? And they want watchers to keep <laughs> watching. That's why they had that Mayweather fight, and everybody was like, I still ain't watching that shit. But we got Canelo and Triple G. You could have quadruple G. I don't give a fuck. Here, check wait. out the street stream. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, can we back up? To, you said no, people didn't watch the Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight? Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, they did. No, I, on okay, on Facebook. You, <laughs> uh, did you Bro. look at the receipts for the pay-per-view? It was Mayweather like, I think the most... Three, Three hundred million dollar payday. McGregor got a hundred million dollar payday. It was supposed to be a hundred for Mayweather and, and what seventeen million for McGregor. That's how much they the, did in the in the in the pay per view. It was the most ordered pay per view ever. That was retarded because it was live streamed on Facebook. So it was the most bet on fight in Vegas ever. That doesn't just, dude. Plenty of people pirate Game of Thrones. Most pirated show in the history of the world to this point. 12 million people pay to watch that shit. All right? Numbers like that haven't been around since there was, what, three three TV channels and a couple UHF channels thrown in for good measure? I mean, that's still the most watched thing on cable. That's Super Bowl-type numbers for cable. I mean, if you really think about it, for pay television... That's that's equivalent to like a hundred million people watching the Super Bowl on free TV. Twelve million people watching something and paying for it on HBO. Nah, man, I get you. I really do. I just okay. So people weren't smart. I told okay. everybody it was going to be on Facebook, and I didn't think it was going to be live streamed on fucking Facebook. Yeah, dude. There was like at least I won't mention any names because apparently. I don't know how legit this is, but there is going to be legal repercussions for people who were dumb enough to stream it under their own name. Uh, But there was at least four or five people I know who were streaming it, and three of those streams, all but one of those streams, actually, were knocked off by Facebook uh, before the fight was over. So I saw it entirely, so... (laughs) Well, there was there was one stream that was being run that had supposedly 24 million people watching. That's what the guy claimed. I don't know if that's legit. I don't even know how you count that on Facebook. 
But, I mean, if he did, more power to him, I guess. But hope he didn't use his real name because if 24 million people watched, you know somebody and got the name to the right people and his ass is going to be getting a fucking letter in the mail from somebody. Well, now that we've led the show with a timely two-week-old story. Yeah, I know. Thank you, Earl. Weren't you the one talking about the story story that just happened? I did, but I'm just saying, Canelo and Triple G is the next big thing, and I'm going to tell you again, don't buy that shit. It's going to be on Facebook in an hour, if it isn't live-streamed. Rapist, he's a, he's a, he's a, rapist time vampire he date rapes us and forces <laughs> us to have conversations we don't want to have wait we he's, we he's have a an time itinerary. rapist we, yeah, you're <laughs> like a woman you're raping my time we fucking love you dude seriously we have an itinerary <laughs> we kick off he says the name of the number of the show and you just bust in and pull panties down while bitches are fucking passed out drunk and start fucking everything jesus dude god okay chris can we get through the first subject on our itinerary before he fucking does it again? What's what's the Vegas Hill. odds on what's the Vegas odds <laughs> on that ice man? Jamel Hill, because everyone is racist now. Everyone's a white supremacist. Hey, you listening to this show? Look at that person next to you. They are white supremacists. Is, is that what goes on now? Because this chick goes off on Twitter yesterday, and. You know, as much as we bag on ESPN for pushing the social justice agenda, which, you know, that that second Monday Night Football game, we'll get to that later. But uh, (laughs) they came out real quick and were like, oh, hey, hey, oh, whoa, hey, these are these are her opinions. Uh, These do not reflect those opinions of of ESPN. And yeah, she as of we're recording this Wednesday night, is she still employed? By them? Do we know this? Uh, I haven't last, even heard about that before the show, so I'm assuming la- she is. The last I heard on the local sports talk station, which was about three, maybe four hours ago, is that she's been suspended for two or three days. I can't remember which one. Now, to me... Well, she's done. Remember? Bill Riley was going on vacation. She's done. Well, I mean, here's here's the irony in this situation is that... What was it about a year ago now with Kurt Schilling and the whole, you know, trans bathroom thing and and him posting, you know, I don't want some guy dressed up as a woman using the bathroom with my little girl and all that shit. All the people who are cheering Jamel Hill and saying it shouldn't cost her her job. were calling for his job and ESPN fired him. Now they by doing that have made ESPN set a precedent that unless they want to look completely biased to their possible viewers that they're trying to hold on to and and the ones they're trying to win back, they have no choice but to at least suspend her. And now all the same people that were fucking cheering the Kurt Schilling firing are pissing their panties about the Jamel Hill fire or uh, suspension as of the, at this point, who knows? They might they remember... Might, they might pull the equivalent of they, a Friday surprise in politics by firing her in the middle of the night and releasing a statement. Who knows? Remember, what do they all have in common? They're not sports fans. It seems like it seems we're, we're up to it, it. We've been doing this show about a year and a half, and it seems the last maybe three to six months, we're up to like one of these stories a week where not sports fans are calling for something, 
somebody's job, something to happen. It's getting it's getting fatiguing, really. It's getting exhausting. Like, dude, we get it. You don't like sports. You don't like your toxic masculinity, all this shit we talk about every week. But uh, sorry. I kind of drove off the road there for a second. Um, I watched their show, uh, the Sports Center at six at six or whatever, the other day, and they were talking about uh, what is it, Michael Bennett, and the way he was treated in L.A. And they just got all kinds of bent on how the excessive force of police and everything else against the black people, and you know, they, they took it to a place. And this is on a Sports Center. It's a six at six, and I'm like. They took it to a place that wasn't even what happened. They were like, now the black kid has to watch this and his life will never be the same. And wait, they, they just, I yeah, can't. But that's fucked up, man. That's a different, that's a whole, dude, you're starting to hold every conversation. Well, hang on. I, I'll tell you how this is relevant. I just, they take it to a place that I can't even begin to follow. They take that subject to a place that I, I don't, I see where they went. I just have no fucking idea how they yeah, got but the there. Michael, the Michael Bennett thing though is actually like worth like getting upset about. I understand that. Hang on a second. And Jamil Hill um, just went on a huge rant on national TV on the Sports Center show. No, she did it on Black Twitter. People. Well, no, no, oh, no, no. On this show, she did it, and uh, how black people are treated, and you know, the the cops and society and everything else. So when you, I, I didn't learn about this Twitter thing until you you guys told me today. I when I was reading it, I'm like, yeah, that's almost verbatim what she was saying on fucking ESPN. She left Trump out of it, but other than that. I mean, she was talking about white supremacists and way the treatment of black people, when and it all spawned from them trying to talk about the Michael Bennett thing, and then it just where she went. I like I know where she went, but how the fuck she got there, I don't even know the correlation well, between the two. Just, because white supremacy is the fucking. It's definitely uh, if you could give out an award for uh, buzzword of the month. I, I mean, it, it is definitely. It is having its uh, its come up, so to speak, in the last month or so. Like it's it's, it's a buzzword right now. I'm really to the point, especially in sports, that anyone who says I'm trying to draw attention to this to, to this issue, or I'm trying to get the discussion started, needs to we need to dig up John Holmes with his big cock and slap them smack just square in the fucking face with it. And you can just fucking, and, they, and then they need to go sit in the corner with the smell of rotting cock on their face and think about how stupid they are for saying those two statements. This is a message to anyone who's listening, who's on the left, and says those two statements. The discussion's been started. You forced us into it. Believe me, most of this country was like, we'd rather not sit here and talk about this as it pertains to sports. You insisted on the discussion being started. It's been started. And as far as drawing attention to these issues, that's all that's been fucking done in the last year since Colin Kaepernick took his first fucking knee. All right. Yeah, we, so now it's time, if you are really the party of progressives, to start p- 
proposing solutions besides yelling, fuck the police, which is just retarded, and starting riots when you don't get your way. Because if you, if say, that's your, I'm sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, just go, go ahead and finish. If those are your two answers, those are your solutions, you don't have any solutions. You are as bad as the people on the right who think that running around, throwing Nazi fucking salutes, waving fucking Nazi flags, and all that shit, even if they don't mean it, even if they're doing it just to get under people's skin, which, believe me, I, 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 I'm very active on the Internet. There's a lot more people that, that, that get into the, the fucking Nazi symbolism shit just to piss people on the left off. I don't think they believe any of it, but they just do it to troll the people on the left. All right. They're the little fucking they're the little brats that 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 were shit starters in school. They just never grew up. All right. You're just as bad as those people because you're offering no solutions. You just want to stir the pot. And guess what? There's a whole lot of us who aren't on either of these extremes and we're tired of the pot being stirred because we're in the pot. And you assholes hopped out of the pot a long time ago with your bullshit and you're stoking the flames underneath our asses. So offer some solutions or shut your fucking cock holsters. I'm done with it. I'm tired of these people. And getting on social media and calling people white supremacists and, and saying you hate Trump ain't a solution. It's an opinion. Yeah. A hashtag is like a prayer. It accomplished just as much. Nothing. But. And as far as ESPN, hey, if you like this kind of conversation, unregimented Saturdays here, Chris media dot net. As far as, <laughs> no. as as far as ESPN suspending her, I don't see any other choice they had. They backed themselves into a corner when they let themselves be bullied on the Kurt Schilling situation. Right? If they just if they had just suspended Kurt Schilling and then Kurt Schilling would have quit, they could have probably walked away and looked a lot better than they look right now. Because now, if all they do is suspend her, then the 47 million people that voted for Trump are going to be able to use that and stick that in their fucking, in their ammo box to pull out and go, see, you're biased. And you know what? We're not going to watch you anymore. In fact, now we're, now we're, act, we're going to actively campaign to get people to stop watching you because we do have options. It's just like Iceman we're talking about before the show started. As fucked up as Fox News can be as far as having a clear bias and slant, Fox Sports understands all they have to do is walk that center line as far as sports goes. And as long as they don't appear publicly to have a, to have a, a leaning towards one political side of the spectrum over another, they can get all those people that don't watch SportsCenter anymore. When I'm listening to a local sports station that takes calls – Take calls for an hour about this subject, and every and nine of every ten people that are fucking calling in go, I don't watch ESPN unless football's on. I haven't in years. That's a big issue for what used to be the flagship, the go-to, the monopoly on sports reporting. That is a big problem. And, I mean, now that they've fucking done stuff like taking their 30 for 30s off of fucking Netflix and you can only watch them on the ESPN app, now they've opened themselves up to people who are going, I'm not going to pay ESPN because fuck them, because they're not non-biased or they support a political something as far as politics that I don't. So they're going to pirate it. So guess what, Disney? I understand you got a lot of money. I understand you got so much money you don't know what the fuck to do with. But your greedy asses at the top are watching bags of money fly away with every single firing and every single fucking 
double standard that you put in place. And every time you try to force down your, your viewers' throats, something that they don't want. So go ahead. Keep it up. To paraphrase the Iceman, I don't want politics. It, it's pretty much uh, what he was talking about last year. It's your, your, well, one of your few stances. I'm Colin Kaepernick. I don't. I want to watch sports. I don't want to. If I want to yeah. watch the fucking news, I'll watch the fucking news. Right. If I want to watch for politics, those, I'll turn on fucking for, C-SPAN. For those that are listening that have no idea what we're talking about, Jamil Hill has called Donald Trump a bigot, uh, said that Donald Trump is a white supremacist who largely surrounds himself with white, other white supremacists, and added the height of white privilege is being able to ignore his white supremacy because it's of no threat to you. Well, it's a threat to me. Those are direct quotes from Hill. Um, it's like I was telling you just now, Chris, when I watched her on that six for six, I was like, what the hell is this? You're, you're talking about, and I'm with you, Chris, about Michael Bennett, but you're talking about that and you've spiraled to a place that, you know, you guys accuse me of this squirrel. You know, I, I, I just, I'm like, I see where you're at, but I don't know how you got there. And furthermore, I have no idea what this is doing on SportsCenter. And how is it a threat to her? Because let's be honest. Compared to all of us, she's upper class. And let's also, you know, some more uncomfortable honesty. She probably lives in a neighborhood that uh, most other black people don't live in. I should say a kind of neighborhood most other black people don't live in. Shit, she probably is a better neighborhood than the three of us. That's why it's, so... not even, it's not even the most black people. It's just thugs, period. I don't care what race you are. Thugs. No. She lives. No. Wow. You chase it. Go chase that squirrel, dude. Let, hold on. <laughs> she lives. In, she lives in a neighborhood that all three of us. I guarantee. Uh, if we, if if the police spotted us, then most likely they go, "What are you doing in this neighborhood? You, yeah. you, you're not. You're not dressed well <laughs> enough to be in this neighborhood. You're not driving the right car." And we're white, so I don't want to hear shit. Well, on top of this, how? Okay, let, let's just get down to fucking brass tacks here. All right. How is even if Donald even if Donald Trump is a card carrying member of the KKK, all right, on his off time between tweeting when he's taking a shit at three in the morning and golfing. All right. He finds time to go burn fucking crosses on people's lawns. Whatever. How is that a threat to you? Because Freddie Gray, Michael Brown, Philip Castile, all this shit happened when Obama was president. Now you're going to tell me Obama was a white supremacist? I, I, the, the only argument the I white can... White half, yes. The, the, the only argument I can even f- foresee her trying to use to justify her statement, besides hyperbole, which is exactly what it is, is by saying, with Trump in office, it emboldens the cops who would have thought twice about fucking violating someone's civil rights and beating the shit out of someone because of their color or whatever, you know, or, or, you know, Oh, Hey, you don't, you don't have, you don't have any papers on you. Okay. Well, you're an illegal. We can beat shit out of you. Whatever the fuck. That's the only argument I can see that makes any sense because the police are going to do what the police are going to do no matter fucking what. All right. Let me tell you something. Baltimore is not a city that's run as far as I know by the Republicans and the Baltimore police department has been in a lot of shit in the last couple of years up to, and including just recently one of their own fucking narcos 
leaving his body camera on and got caught planting evidence by his own body camera. Now, you're going to tell me that, that that's because of Donald Trump? No. Now, if she was, if she took a stand and said he's emboldening people, maybe. But this bullshit, it's, 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 it's the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And when we wake up every day and the sky hasn't fell, people get fucking desensitized to your fucking cries of wolf. That's how could, yep. Jesus fucking Christ. Do they not fucking teach parables to children in, in, in kindergarten anymore? Do they not teach the boy who cried wolf? No, because uh, in most parables, somebody gets shit on. Something negative happens. All right. I'm going to throw this out there and I'm going to leave it. I don't care what you guys say about it. It's just my opinion of the situation. It really seems to me that the, the black community has been felt suppressed for so long. And I get it. There's different treatment depending on your color of your skin, be it with the, you know, the police, jobs, all of this. I get it. But it really feels to me that black people seem to think they have the white power people on the ropes. Like, their time's now. And if they keep pushing this, and if they big figureheads... Uh, hello? Did we lose Iceman? Oh, it's fucking the Black Panthers taking them out, dude. Ice, are you there? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Oh. Yeah, apparently apparently, uh, the powers that be at Antifa didn't like what you were saying. They cut you off. Uh, so you're gonna have to... uh, anyways, what I was saying is... is I just think that they feel it, that, that a power shift is coming. And if they keep pressing, that they're going to be able to take the upper hand one of these days or what they consider the upper hand. Who do, I don't, okay, what, what, well, on what planet do you live where white power, white nationalist, Aryan Brotherhood, Rich, and the KKK are? You're, you're, you're asking me this. I don't believe this. I'm saying that's what these people believe. That these people have been oppressed. These people and their relatives have been enslaved. These people have been hurt so bad and mistreated so bad by the system. And their time is now. And I honestly feel from watching all of these sports figures, sports casters, big names, talking about the difference that the people, the people of color are facing with uh, white people that they really feel there's going to be a power shift, that black people are going to have more power now. Well, it had a black president. It's... I didn't say it made sense, y'all. I just said that's what it seems to me. Because it doesn't, it doesn't do any good to sit here and keep calling people names and bringing up white, white supremacists and bigots and all this shit. For, for what? Why are you going to do that? What does it prove? And, Rich, to answer your question, I think their solution is they're going to want to get into power. I understand that some of them have a genuine want to be created equal and, and be treated equal when it comes to what? police officers every single day. Hey, dude. OK, great. But what power? This is and this is yeah. OK. Maybe maybe. And this is rhetorical as far as you go. But. I mean, seriously, please, if you're listening and you are a and I find this so stupid that we are in the 21st century and we reverted back to calling anyone who's darker than a redhead with a sunburn, a person of color, which we might as well just call them colored people. 
and just turn back the hands of time, but whatever the fuck. If you're a person of color, if you're non-white, if you're black, Hispanic, whatever the fuck, white passing, what, what, whatever of all the these 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 this, this spectrum of bullshit that's been shoved down our throats in the last five years, and you're listening, African, please, yeah, Puerto Rican, whatever, please, fucking email one of us the Facebook page, Twitter, explain this power that you think you're going to get. Because let me explain something to you in just basic, simple terms, folks. We've had all but, we've had 44 white presidents. Not all white people have power. In fact, the majority of us don't. If you think you have power, don't pay your taxes on land you own. You'll find out how quick you don't have power. You think you don't, you think you have power, tell a cop to go fuck himself when he pulls you over and refuse to listen to his orders. I don't care how white you are, there is a point you can fucking get your ass beat. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I'm just not dumb enough to try to find that point with a cop, right? You had a black president. Is your life perfect? No. All this bullshit about white fucking privilege. First of all, privilege can be taken from you, so it's not white privilege that you're pissed about. It's the fact that you were born in a country that says, by your birth, you're given these rights, and people have fought to make laws and keep you from those rights that you were given by the fact that you were born in this country. Now, you get pissed at white people because they get less resistance when it comes to those rights. Why is that our fault? These are your rights. Take them the fuck back. Who the fuck is stopping you? I'm not stopping you. Fact, Man. Put it White on a fucking, power structure. Put it on a fucking ballot and I'll vote for it. I'll get these people out of office. But walking around and pointing fingers at possible allies and fucking shitting and, and, and painting with so broad a brush that an entire fucking group of people in this country is labeled something because they don't agree with you in lockstep 100% about a subject is nonsense. And you're fucking yourself. And let me tell you something. If you think sports is the venue to do this, you are fucking out of your goddamn mind. Stick to Hollywood music. Stick to television, all right? That's where you're going to find most of you fucking liberal, forward-thinking progressives. The sport, sport, there are diehard racists who watch sports more so than will watch fucking a tele, a, a movie or a television station. You're hey, not going to change those. the sports fans. Most of them are drunk. I mean, do you? Your average sports fan does not care about anybody's politics on the field, in the front office. Reporting on the on these on, on on the game that's going on in the field, or reporting on what's going on in the front office, they just care about being entertained. And you're busting in, you're kicking in the door, and you're going, "No, we have to have this conversation. We're going to force it on you." And when they get up and they go, "This isn't what I signed up for," and they walk away, then you go. You're complicit in white supremacy. Really? What about all the callers I hear on sports sports talk radio who call in who aren't white, who say the same thing? Are they all Uncle Toms? Are they all Oreos? Are they all Piccaninnies? Really? All of them are? Yeah, we know those words. Don't think we don't. Right? Or if you're white Asian, have are, they twi- are they Twinkies? You know, 
I mean, it, it, it really, really, are they all self-hating? Or are they trying to tell you something? Whether you're fighting the good fight or not, doesn't mean you got to Even if you're fighting the good fight, if you're fighting it on the wrong front, you're not going to win the war. You know what? And here's something. My wife and I were watching this show, the special, that was supposed to be donations to help the hurricane victims in Houston and in Florida. And it was the biggest irony. And I sat and looked at my wife and laughed. And she's like, what are you laughing at? This is sad. This is tragic. People are hurt. And I'm like, yeah, I got that. But there is a black woman right there worth over $3 billion that could fund this whole fucking relief fund and not lose a wink of sleep because it was pocket change. Because Oprah Winfrey was sitting there. That's a goddamn good point. So that that's a black woman that has over $3 billion. I'll never see that no matter what job I work. For the rest of my life, dude, we've covered this. We've covered the whole fucking protest in the national anthem thing to the point where I don't even give a fuck about the subject no more. And this is what these people aren't understanding. You are shoving shit so far down people's throats that people are just going, fuck you. And they don't care anymore. All right. I'm to the point where I don't give a shit who in the NFL NBA, MLB, NHL, NASCAR, whatever, the women's fucking curling. I don't give a fuck. Who don't, you don't want to stand for the national anthem, don't stand. You want to fucking scratch your balls during the national anthem, scratch your fucking balls. I don't give a fuck. Until I start seeing people walk away from the paycheck because that's how much they hold dear those principles. I'm not buying it no more. It's it's a fucking fashion statement at this point. It's like going out and buying a fucking shirt that says legalize it. What did you do to fucking actually get it legalized? Nothing. It's like you going and buying to vote that day. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like in the 80s going and buying a shirt that says, you know, free South Africa. Well, how much of that money of that shirt went to fucking that actual cause? None of it because it was printed by a local screen printing shop that knew it could get your easily duped dollar. You really want to fucking you really want to fucking take a stand. You really want to change shit. Put your ass where your mouth is and you can kiss them fucking you can kiss all that money that lets you sit there in your fucking mansions. These limousine fucking liberals who want to tell us how to fucking live, but don't want no one to dare question how they live. Until you come back down to our level and get on the fucking level that we're at and are fucking eating ramen and having mayonnaise sandwiches because that's all the fuck you got in the goddamn refrigerator. I don't want to hear about the struggle from you assholes. The struggle and you parted ways a long time ago. You're not even on a nodding acquaintance with the struggle. That's why I've said it would it would go get it would fuck Colin it would fuck Colin Kaepernick to take a job right now because there goes his whole fucking there goes his whole platform he is worth more to these Twitter fucking activists sitting at home tweeting out I support you I stand with you Jamel Hill than he is under center on Sundays and the easily fucking duped assholes in sports in the media in sports media are falling for it nothing's changed folks nothing's changed. No solutions have been offered. People are still getting the shit beat out of them by cops. People are still dying all over this country every day due to injustices and inequality. Not not a goddamn thing's changed. And you expect me to stand up and applaud you at this point? Fuck you. Get a solution or shut the fuck up. There's your choices. I'm tired of it. And I'm sorry, Jamel Hill, 
When you signed on for, with ESPN, you sold your soul to that company. That's what you do when you sign on with ESPN. Another thing I said I that before, though, Rich. I said that before. But with Colin Kaepernick, though, that's your job, dude. All right, so you, you want to go dance on the fucking flag, pregame, postgame, cool. When you get on the field with that fucking team, that is your job. It's the same Earl, thing with Jabal Hill. I'm, I swear to God I'll have Chris hang up here. I'm not arguing this again with you. We've already no, covered no, no, no. this. When he was in no, San no, no, Francisco, no. his boss said he could do it. Now that he's not in San Francisco, he can't find a boss because they don't want to put up with his bullshit. That's what I'm trying okay. to tell you. Same thing with Jamel Hill. You get on that sports show, you talk sports. That is your job. And for anyone who's sitting here and listening to this going, First Amendment. First Amendment guarantees that the government will not criminalize speech, will not throw you in jail for something you said. Okay? The government ain't got nothing to do with this. This is a private company that suspended her. And if they ultimately fire her, that's their fucking right. Just like with Kurt Schilling. That's not only their right, but that's their job, Rich. That is their job to fire her. No, their job is to make money for their shareholders. And well, if you think anything too. different, you, if you think anything different, you're deluded. Because ultimately, let me tell you something. I don't, all these ideals that Disney likes to push and shit is because they're banking on the fact that the left will be looked favorably upon, and anyone who stood with the left will look, be looked favorably upon in history books. They're banking on the fact that the, that the right and conservatives are going to be on the wrong side of history. You because believe me, you, believe you me if, 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 if this was 1920, you wouldn't be hearing about transgendered and gay pride week and shit and all this crap. Disney wouldn't fucking even, well, first of all, Disney didn't exist then. Whenever the fuck Disney first started to exist, you wouldn't have been hearing about this stuff. Why? Because it would affect their bottom line. Believe me, the only color that matters to these people, and everybody needs to get this through their head. If you're on the far right, you're on the far left. If you're in the middle, if you're unplugged and don't give a fuck, the only color that matters is green. That's it. Money, baby. And you mentioned Kurt Schilling. I got one better for you. I've referenced this many times, was Don Imus. He looks at a TV. He's on TV. He looks at a video. He says, oh, those are some nappy-headed hoes. Boom. Bye, Don. Long-time TV personality. Bye. Said the wrong thing. Now, Jamel Hill goes out and tweets all this shit about President Trump. Uh, same thing. I don't care who color, what color, what your, your you know, causes or fight for. You did the exact same thing. You did it on a national TV show, and then you went and tweeted it. Look. ESPN has decided to take the stand that they've taken, and now they got to live with it. And ultimately, they have a chokehold, as of right now, on the sports reporting world. All right. Unless, unless you are a complete, and I use this because I can't think of another word, hipster when it comes to sports reporting, your average sports fan goes to ESPN for their fucking sports news. If that ever changes and they become number two, or they slide down to number three or four and they start watching those bags of money fly away, you're going to see a whole different fucking, whole different slant come out of ESPN. And if you don't believe it, look at any corporation who's put, who's, who's, who's been run by ideologues and started pushing agendas over making a profit. That's, and that's what I was trying to tell you with uh, Stephen A this uh, morning when he was talking about. You know how bad he he hates ESPN and how much ESPN doesn't know about NBA because of a ranking. I'm like, this this these sports reporters nowadays they wouldn't have lasted 
10 minutes five, five ten years ago as recent as i just yeah, I, I can't every time i turn on espn now i keep thinking i made a mistake and turned it to cnn that's some bullshit yeah i haven't i haven't actually it, to kind of really pretty much confirm your point uh, I haven't watched ESPN, not football. I can't tell you when. I now I use the website regularly, but ESPN for me has turned into an information aggregator. And guess what as I do? Far when as, I use your, uh, guess what I do when I use your website, ESPN? I run two ad blockers on my fucking browser. So all those advertisers, I don't see any of that bullshit. So so you're not getting a dime of my money. So I mean, there you go. So that, that's the people you've pissed off. People who used to fucking fall asleep and wake up to Sports Center on TV in the background. And Chris, what he's talking about as far as what Earl's talking about as far as the ranking, I don't know if you heard it because you, you stepped away from the mic when we were going over what we were going to talk about. Is ESPN released a ranking of what was it, the top hundred players in the NBA? Yeah, they they ranked Lonzo sixty three and Car- uh, Carmelo Anthony sixty four. You, you got it backwards. What? You said they what? ranked Lonzo third. No, 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 no. It, it, he he's ahead of Carmelo Anthony. I oh, think how about, in fact, he's on the list at all. He hasn't played one lick of pro ball yet. The it summer league don't fucking count. Lavar Ball was on um, uh, first take today. That's why I was watching it because you know Lavar Ball is going to give you one. And when uh, when Stephen A. got all bent because and started chastising ESPN because he, they don't know NBA and all this shit. LeVar Ball looks at Stephen A. and goes, if you're going to be mad that Lonzo is 63rd and, and you know, Melo's 64, you, you need to be mad that Melo is 64 and not in the top 10. <laughs> That's what you need to be mad about. I, I was cracking up because he's got a point. There's not a lot of people better than uh, Carmelo Anthony. I, I can't think of 63 people better than Carmelo Anthony. But it was just so funny that it was like, you know, ESPN po- comes out with this poll of the top players in the NBA, and Lonzo Ball, who hasn't played a lick of professional ball, is ahead of Carmelo Anthony. You know, ESPN, when the XFL came out, did everything but literally come out and say they're a fucking bunch of douchebag assholes, <coughs> and this whole thing's a joke. Now, the irony is what? 15, 16 years later, they've taken the WWE's sports entertainment template and used it. Pretty much. That's pretty apt statement. I, I don't know what I don't know what not else only you call used it. it. They've used their superstars at some points too. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what else you call it. This this isn't sports. This isn't sports reporting. They took the sports reporters that used to air on Sunday morning off. They've turned into Sports culture. What beer can we sell you? What 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 clothing and, and, and shoe brand can we sell you between us talking about sports culture? And here's the bitch of it. We talk about sports culture, but we're a tiny podcast that does it once a week. They're a 24-hour, seven days a week, 365 days a year channel. What excuse are they using for that? This is what people want to see? Really? Is that why you're losing viewers in droves? Yeah. We can't sit here and comment in real time on shit that's going on. Because even if we record like we're doing tonight on a Wednesday, it still won't be released until sometime Thursday. Now, what fucking good is us giving you constant updates on scores 
and we usually record on a Tuesday. What good is us giving you constant updates on scores on a Tuesday and then it gets posted on Thursday? It's, it does no one any good. That's the limitation that we that we operate under. They don't have that, and yet they do the exact same thing fucking we do. We do it out of necessity. They do it because, well, I don't know why they do it, to be honest with you. I guess it sells. Yeah. <sighs> it's just... It, it's... Uh, it, it, it seems like we... Find another way to rail on ESPN every week for some crazy, stupid sports social justice story every week. It's getting annoying. Leave my sports alone, God damn it! But I mean, now we've talked for you know, a good forty-five minutes about this. Shall we move on to uh, Rich? There was a. a baseball story that you wanted to hit on yeah. as far well, as the Detroit Tigers organization. Some uh, some uh, iffiness, if you will, going on. Was it uh, over the weekend? You know, and I or don't mean... It? No, this was... Uh, I think this was today. This was tonight. Oh, this today? Oh. See, Against well, Cleveland? Yeah, I haven't... Yeah. Uh, attention to the Tigers. It's about the 4th of July. I'll be honest. But, all right. So it was, it's, it's recent. All right. Well, anyways, long story short is during the, <clears throat> during the game, uh, the Cleveland-Detroit game, um, oh, shit. Wow. Mm. Uh, just completely... Oh, Buck Farmer. Sorry. It's one of the brain farts. I was trying to remember his name. Buck Farmer was on the mound. He walked a guy, walked the bases loaded. Brad Ausmus, Tigers manager, come out. And, or excuse me, James McCann, the catcher for the Tigers, basically must have said something to piss off the umpire about his his calls of balls and strikes. And Wait, got, McCann told the umpire, I want the same strike zone that Cleveland got. I don't care about their winning streak. I just want the same strike zone. How am I getting thrown out? <laughs> so, Ausmus comes out to defend his catcher, which, you know, you should, you know, a, a good manager will do. He got tossed. So, they brought in John Hicks as a replacement catcher. Hicks is a part of the, you know, September call up, the 40 man roster. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he's in there, and Buck Farmer walks the next pit, the next batter, and the next pitch is a pitch that looks to be a wild pitch, according to Detroit. Everybody pretty much else says that he threw at the ump. And if you watch the video, I'm of the opinion he threw at the ump, and I'm of the opinion he was throwing at the ump's mask, because where it hit the ump was right in the shoulder and bounced off his shoulder or actually more his shoulder blade, or not his blade, but um, uh, his clavicle. Thank you. And bounced off there and hit him in the mask. And the catcher that was called in, John Hicks, who's a 28-year-old catcher, uh, didn't even get any part of the glove on that. And it wasn't like it was a, that wild of a pitch to where he couldn't get to it. I don't know any 28-year-old catcher that couldn't at least – at least got a piece of that fucking pitch. Iceman, you have a you have a take on that pitch about about the attempted catch. Go ahead and it just if you watch it in slow motion, he didn't even reach for it until it was already past him. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, hey, look, a baseball. You could see his face mask turn at the pitch. Looked right at the ball and was like, oh, shit, I got to catch that. (laughs) As, as, As like an afterthought. Yeah, I, I full-heartedly believe that was a planned hit to the ump. That was like, yeah, fuck you too. Now, of course, Buck Farmer came out and said there was no way I was throwing it to ump. Uh, Tigers organization denies it up and down. What else are they going to say? To me, this is this is the cherry on top of the whipped cream of the wheels have come completely off of this organization and if it does come out at some point in the future, I don't care if it's in someone's tell-all book or whatever, but if it does come out at some point in the future that, you know, as Ostromus was heading to the showers, he he turned and said, drill that fucking ump. Or someone said, I'm going to drill the ump, and Ostromus and his bench coach didn't put a stop to it. This is This is going neck and neck for the worst Tigers team since 2003 when they set the AL record for losses. And the reason I, 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 say, I would I would venture to say nobody even said that, Rich, I, because Farmer was as pissed off as the catcher was that the the strikes and balls were were getting called different. Well, see now that's the other thing. If Awesomeness is running that loose of a fucking ship to the point where pitchers, first of all, who the fuck's Buck Farmer? You ain't you ain't Justin Verlander, okay? You aren't Jordan Zimmerman. You aren't a guy that's that's earned the right to fucking get up there. And chirp at the ump and the ump to fucking basically as long as you don't show the ump up to ump to, tur- to basically turn a, bl- a deaf ear and a blind eye towards it. Right? You don't have that carte blanche. So if he made that decision without fear of any type of fucking reprisal, uh, mm. without fear of any type of consequences, it tells me that that culture in that clubhouse is fucked. Because I'm gonna tell you something right now. I truly believe this. I don't, I, I I bet a whole truckload of Marlboro Reds that Jim Leland. This shit wouldn't have happened on his watch. It's a lot of cigarettes, man. That's about how many he smokes during the season. 53-foot trailer full of fucking Marlboro Red. <laughs> and, and one, truck full of cigarettes. Straight cash. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, man. Uh, I, I, I just don't see it happening on his watch. And... I mean, this isn't the first time you had last year. I can't remember who it was flipping off the fans in Detroit. You've had you've had Miggy, a big fucking kid who gets out there and goofs around with people while he runs the bases or he's standing at first and has basically looks like an overgrown child out there having fun on the on, on the diamond. He's actually gotten into it, screaming matches with fans and shit. He got suspended for four games for fighting. I mean, this is this is not this is going the, the exact opposite way that you want your franchise to go. And to me, they just seem rudderless. And this 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 has to come from the top down. It has to. I don't understand any other way to look at it. Right, Al Avila, you know, whatever. I don't care. He he got he as far as I'm concerned, he got a good he got good value for Verlander. It doesn't excuse that his organization is be is acting this way. I mean, this is this is Bush League. Traded his son. This is Bush Sorry, League son, bullshit. You gotta go. This is the type of shit you, you that you would see, and be and if it wasn't 
if, if I was watching baseball and I was watching a team that wasn't my team doing this, I'd just shake my head and go, what the fuck's wrong with these idiots? But because I'm not a fucking, you know, suck-ass homer when it comes to my teams, I, I shake my head and go, what the fuck is wrong with these idiots? Like, this to me, this is unexcusable. This is There is no reason for any of this. And the, re- and, and the reason I said this is, if it ever comes out that, that this was a premeditated and people knew about it and let it happen incident, as far as throwing at the umpire, I put him in, I put him lower than the 2003 team because, like I was telling Chris, the 2003 team was a team with not much talent that fought tooth and nail not to break that Major League Baseball season loss record. When they won that game, that guaranteed they would not break the MLB record for losses in the season. They were jumping up and down and celebrating, and everybody laughed at them. And me, I looked at him and said, that was that was a team that had hardly any talent that was fighting tooth and nail for what little bit of integrity they could fucking pull out of that season. This it's is a, a team that, heart. This was a team at the start of the season that had a whole bunch of talent and now has de-evolved into this. And to me, Jesus. that's a bigger that's a bigger sin. It's a bigger sin to piss away talent. And and I don't see a reason for it. Okay. You don't get calls. Cuss out the ump, call him a cocksucker. Tell him, you know, dust, you know, knock the dust off his wife's pussy last night because you were sneezing when you were down there eating it. You know, whatever the fuck, just rip on him. Say whatever the fuck you want. Get a fucking five-game suspension, all right? It doesn't fucking matter. You don't throw it a fucking ump, all right? Yeah, and it, it, the fact that this team has de-evolved to this point is just, is just inexcusable. This is a professional baseball team. All right, this is a charter member of the AL. Act like it, right? And flipping off the fans, getting angry at the fans, chirping with the fans. I'm not one of these people that say that the players should always fucking just turn the other cheek. All right? As long as they don't rush up in the stands with a baseball bat or swinging their fist, pretty much let them go. All right? Words are, are just that, words. Someone wants to fucking talk shit, talk shit back to them. As long as that's where it, it starts and it ends, I have no problem with it. All right, but... This is just—it's gotten out of hand. Awesomeness, he's got to go. Miggy doesn't—he obvi- obviously doesn't want to be here anymore. It, it, oblige him, send him on down the road. All right, <clears throat> get whatever you can for him. All right, they picked up the option on Kinsler. I don't know why. I don't think Kinsler wants to be here very much. So now they're going to pay him eleven million dollars next year. They're going to—they're going to go through having another player who doesn't want to be here, and they're going to pay eleven million dollars for the for the privilege. What do, what do they hope to do? Trade him at the trade deadline? I mean, the, the only thing the, the only thing they can be hoping is Kinsler has this, he plays out of his mind next season because he knows it's a contract year, and so that ups his trade value before the trade deadline. Well, Kinsler's not a spring chicken. This isn't a guy looking for his big payday contract. He already had that. Now he's looking for the contract that fucking supplements the other contract to set him up for the rest of his life. He's not going to get that fucking Prince Fielder money. That's not going to happen. So I, I I don't know what the fuck they're doing. And I don't know how anyone can look at Brad Ausmus and say this is a good baseball manager. I mean, the, the, the bare minimum your job is to do is, it's why you're called a manager and not a coach, is manage the game. He can't even manage his clubhouse, let alone the game. I mean, I, I'm at a loss. This was when I saw when I saw this incident, when I saw the video of it, when I heard people talking about it, I, I was just like, wow, this is nonsense. This is absolute nonsense. Yeah, well, it's just, it's really they're done and it shows. I mean, it's 
we rarely all agree on something on this show, and the three of us are all kind of like, that catcher just kind of is like, oh, hey, look at that. Oh, it's in the shoulder. I mean, so it's... <laughs> the, the, the two scenarios are damning. It's either one, like, the culture's out of control, and the inmates are running the asylum, or the boss ordered a hit, basically. So, either way... Yeah. And I, I I really hate to play the what if game, but I I just I have to because, and I know that this might be like you know podcasting for a handful of people, because most people are like, why the fuck are you talking about the Tigers? They're out of it. But to me, this is if this was happening to another team, I would I would say the same thing, and I'd be just as fascinated, especially with the fact that the figurehead of this team isn't there anymore and that's Mike Illich. I mean, can you imagine if he was still alive and and this was the shit that was going on with his baseball team? His baby, the man who grew up was drafted, would have would have probably been I don't I'm not saying he'd have been a major league baseball player. He'd have probably had a couple cups of coffee in the majors, but he'd have not been the pizza baron we know if he hadn't have been injured. He'd have probably spent most of his fucking 20s and good chunk of his 30s in the minors trying to make it. This was his mm-hmm. first love, and if he was alive to see this, I, 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 I can't. I have to believe he'd have nipped this in the bud before it got to this point. Well, before it got to this point, what happened with the what happened with that shit with fucking Prince Fielder, and Garcia, and Prince Fielder's wife? That shit was nah, nope, not having this. That's something that could rip a Go Chicago, buddy. Yep. We'll, we'll trade you to someone in, within the division, and you can come back and bite us in the ass that way, but you're not going to fuck this team up and blow it up from the inside out. Sorry. That's how much he was fucking dedicated to keeping the clubhouse in some sort sort of order. And then when Prince Fielder proved to be the type of player that, that a lot of people warned people of when he hit the free agent market, they said, later for you, dude. Mm-hmm. I've, heard the, uh, I've heard the term bad boys be thrown around about the Tigers. No, uh-uh. What? Don't even go there. You better win or be in the conversation of winning. You want to try to wear that moniker in this city. I'm going to tell you that shit right now. Because for a minute, for a minute, they were putting that on the Red Wings in the early 90s. Now, granted, that was when the Red Wings were on the uptick. But that didn't even stick. And they had some bad motherfuckers. Well, I mean, on the Red Wings in the early 90s, they had the bad motherfuckers to back it up. I'm just saying. (laughs) You know. It's just Detroit's Detroit's label is bad boys, and so good, bad, or other when it when our professional teams fuck up, and the, it's the bad boys. What are you going to do? It's bad boys of Detroit. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you're a Detroit sports fan, you better get used to, unless you count U of M and MSU football, you better get used. And MSU football is still a question mark. You better get used to just being a one sport town for the next couple of years. Hockey, mm-mm, that's a rebuild. Basketball continues to be a clusterfuck, and the, the Tigers. Huh. The only thing, the only like I said last week or the week before, the only good that's going to come out of this is I'm going to be able to buy ten dollars Skyline tickets and sit anywhere I want by the third inning. That's it. Parking's going to be. A lot I easier. saw an article the other day that right now you can get Tiger tickets on StubHub for less than what you can buy a beer for at the stadium. There you go. There you go. And if I wasn't in the process of moving, I might take, I might actually go see them because this is their last homestand coming up. Wow, already? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is mid-September. I mean, as of right now, if you're a Tigers fan, the only tickets you're going to have to fight and scrap for are opening day, which is, 
don't care how bad the team is. It's always a holiday here in Detroit, or unofficial one at least. And when they play the hot teams at home, rest of those tickets, they're playing Tampa Bay Rays, unless the Rays fucking go on a tear next season. <laughs> you can just walk up and probably buy tickets. It, it might even be cheaper to buy them off the scalper on the street than to go to the will call window. Oh, my God. I just realized that you pretty much said our only hope in the next few years. Where's Honolulu and Silver? I mean, shall we just jump right in? I mean, did, did we cover everything we wanted to cover that wasn't NFL-related? No. I mean, I no. have. Anyway, I, I, well, no, no. I just have one. This isn't really. This is just. If you're if you're a listener, uh, <laughs> you know that I'm the I'm the de facto hockey guy. Uh, little article ESPN threw out. Uh, apparently, ESPN actually did an article. Emily Kaplan did an article where she asked uh, Jamie Ben, Tyler Seguin, Eric Carlson, a couple other players how they feel. Uh, or t- uh, Tyler, I can never get his name right. What, whatever the fuck. You know, I'm the hockey guy. I can't even pronounce his last name. Motherfucker, get a name that's pronounceable. Anyways, she asked a bunch of hockey players how they, you know how they feel about the state of the league. And the one thing that went through, no matter who they played for, how long they've been in the league, is the players are pissed off they can't play in the Olympics. So, good job, NHL. Not only have you got the fans pissed off at your league, you got the players in the league pissed off at the league. You better hope the KHL goes tits up like people are predicting. That's all I'm gonna say, because if not, good job of pissing off your stars. That's that's how you grow your league, stupid. <laughs> well, Earl, what uh, what else did you want to touch on well, before we get into I, the I football? I mean, obviously the the Tigers you know, doing a whole bunch of what the fuckings, but at the same time, for for many weeks here on Sporgy, we've been saying, who's gonna stop the Dodgers? The Dodgers. That's who stopped the Dodgers. And boy, did they. Did they just hit the, the, the e-brake? Are they out of gas? I don't know what the hell happened, but I think they dropped the ball, and the Indians picked it up and ran to fuck home with that shit. It's it's wicked. The, I mean, we talked about is there a pennant race or not, but at the same time, everything that's going on in the, in the MLB, I'm like, holy shit. Well, hold on, you know? Chicken Little. Let, let's check the standings. Because I think, I think we were talking about is little as last week or maybe the show before, like mathematically they probably still have it wrapped up. Yeah. They're still in first. They're still nine and a half up. And I just, okay. I just real quick. I Googled Cleveland Indians. First article pops up uh, under top stories. ESPN as of four hours ago, Yankees have the right formula to beat the Indians in October. <laughs> Thank you, ESPN, Can't for always get being any, you. The Cleveland Indians are the Rodney Dangerfield of baseball. You can't get no respect, man. It's, it's and, that, by the it's, way, it's, it's coupled with it's coupled with what else do you expect from ESPN? If it wasn't them, they'd be talking about the Red Sox pitching sh- situation wasn't such fucking dumpster fire. They'd be talking about the Red Sox have the fucking right formula to beat them. Thank you, ESPN for continuing to always deliver the exact same takes we know you're going to deliver. Way to go out on a limb, guys. By the way, to their ice, man, Cleveland Indians winning percentage, 616, Dodgers, 641. They're like the Patriots. 
They'll be all right. Hey, and according to this, they have one one. Oh, but they are one and nine in their last ten. Ooh. Yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, it just it, that that whole thing. It just I was cracking up watching all these highlights from Major League Baseball. I was like, what is going on here? Dodgers can't lose. All of a sudden, they can't win. Cleveland out of left field, almost literally, can't lose. Twenty-two out of in a nowhere. Row. RKO. <laughs> RKO out of nowhere. It just—it's sick, and I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm sitting here thinking. And before all of this was Aaron Judge, who I mean, just rocketing homer after homer. The guy can't hit anything now. He's uh, lucky if he gets on base. Really? You're talking about currently? You forget I. I monitor his performance on a daily basis. His last couple of weeks, he's he's kind of popped out of his slump. He had a hell of a game the other day. <laughs> oh yeah. my! Okay, I, yeah. I, I, that's why that's why we call you Chicken Little. I know. I am I'm, I'm having a I'm having an Ice Man moment. I, I here here uh, check check. The, check the group chat. I don't even know if we should bring this up. I, we might need to edit this out, but I, I don't know. This is it, 14 minutes ago. Just got posted wow. by Sports Illustrated. Wow. We uh, what? Oh, let's make this interesting for the listener. Oh my God. Fenway Park, a fitting site for racism banner protest in turbulent 27. First of all. Three white people holding this banner. I'm glad you noticed it. I wasn't the only one. Well, it's it, to be fair, it's the, the it's fucking black. The 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 banner is fucking black, and then you see three white dots, <laughs> which would be these people's faces. I'm gonna guess this is gonna be a story that's gonna get a little bit more traction by the time this is posted. Apparently, uh. Three white passing black people at Fenway Park um, unfurled a banner over the green monster saying racism is as American as baseball. No, it's not. Because America invented racism. What does that even mean? That, that means that, well, I'm sure in their mind, it means racism is, is as American as baseball. But to anybody who would draw, if you want to draw the correlation between the two, we invented baseball. I guess they're saying we invented racism. So anybody who's got beef with, you know, Columbus, even though he didn't discover America, he never set foot in America. Uh, yeah. He wasn't racist at all, apparently. So even though, you know, he killed tons of brown people. And there's never been racism anywhere else in the country because it's American as baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not having race issues anywhere else on the globe. Whatsoever, yep. only in our little corner of it, because we're so fucking special. Is that really what this is coming down to? This is this is American narcissism feeding on itself. I've had that theory for the last couple of years, personally. Well, I'm I, a late I heard uh, I'm, a, I'm a late adopter of it, so. But you Rich, can count I, me among I, the ranks. Rich, I'm pretty sure you've heard of this guy, Iceman. Not so sure. Have you, you heard, Ari Shafir. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he was on the, the Adam Carolla show today, and apparently he spent like the last four months in Southeast Asia. He left his cell phone here, like pretty much completely unplugged. Just went wandered around Southeast Asia for four months, and he, you know, he, he said and adjusted his perspective. He said the first, you know, he hears all of these people uh, talking about privilege. He's like, if you wake up in the United States, if you were born here, you are privileged. Shut up. You were born in a first world country. You are miles ahead of most of the rest of the globe. And I think we lose sight of that. We're 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 so locked into. Uh, it's like you said, it, it, our narcissism has started to feed on itself. It, we're lo- it's, it's the overcompensation, if you will, to quote another podcaster on this network. Well, you know, every time I watch like a documentary about the players from Dominican Republic or Venezuela or you know, Cuba, Puerto Rico, and the shit they go through just to be able to play baseball, I mean, like – you know, the conditions they're playing in. Sometimes they're playing in their bare feet using sticks, you know, balls that have been taped together that are more duct tape or electrical tape than ball at this point because they've fallen apart and been put back together time and time again. And then these, you know, I just go, what the fuck? Because even as poor as, you know, I was growing up, we could scrounge up a baseball that was somewhat intact. I mean, st- some stitching might be gone, but it wasn't It wasn't more tape than ball. We weren't playing in our bare feet. We weren't using, you know, literally a branch as a baseball bat. I mean, it, it, and, and I just, I got to wonder, I have to wonder, these players who come from other countries and went through this, if they just look around and go, what the fuck are these people bitching about? Like, seriously, what are they bitching about? Dude, it's become like the oppression Olympics. Who can prove that they're more oppressed and then be the loudest about it? And and, and the only the only argument I hear back whenever that is brought up, like the argument like Ari Shafir brought up is, oh, so because other countries have it bad, we're not supposed to try to take care of the problems we have in America. And to me, that that is such a fucking cop out. As you post that with your fucking iPad on your high speed internet in your air conditioned house with your refrigerator yeah. ten feet away full of food and your in your water tap you turn on and hot and cold water come out that is fucking safe yeah. to drink. Yeah, with your, yeah with your water that doesn't have disease in it or you know, parasites. Friend, you know, I have a friend who's a biochemist and they you know he's still working on uh, uh, there's. He, he, one of the projects he was working on is is uh, cholera in third world countries, and you know it's like haven't we taken care of that? Yeah, here. Yeah, we, yeah here we we haven't had cholera for well over a hundred years in this country. You know, I mean, I, not. To, I, I don't. I don't even know how to cover that story at, at, at Wrigley Field. Mm. See, that's how, that's how frustrated I am. At Fenway Park, because I just, you were sitting on the green monster on seats that I guarantee you cost you three fucking digits or more to sit at, acting like you're doing something. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? How many bums did you walk past to get inside? How many fucking poor people on the street did you step over in the parking lot on your way to Fenway? I just... Maybe we need to be bombed back to the Stone Age. Maybe that's what I'm telling we need. you, man. Set it on unregimented Saturdays. Here comes Media.net.
We need a war. We need a war. We're like, at this point, we are probably a good uh, three generations of people without a war that has, like, legitimately threatened our way of life. Uh, Vietnam, Iraq, you know, all that crap. That never really threatened our way of life here. Chris, we've been in Afghanistan 16 years, and and no one cares. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares. All all this talk about fucking sitting, kneeling, standing, throwing the black power fist in the air, whatever the fuck, they're in the national anthem. Not one of these players who are doing this, not one of these people who speak out for or against these players have stood up and said, do you fucking realize that Justin Timberlake was sticking dick in Britney Spears when we started going to war in Afghanistan? Do you understand that Nokia was the dominant cell phone when we went to war in Afghanistan? Do you understand that Mercury and Plymouth, car companies that have been around for 50-plus years, are no, were around and they haven't been in better part of a decade now when we went to Afghanistan? That we didn't have widespread high-speed internet? That we didn't have 4K, let alone high-def TV? I mean, really? Apple was the company that made the Macintosh computer in the 80s. The piece of shit Macintosh, yeah, the piece of shit Apple in the 90s, that you know, the, the colors that came out, it was it was a joke. No, no one remembers. IMAX. No one, no one stands up and says this shit, right? And, and it's not to negate anything. Look, what, you know, happened with Michael Bennett, whatever the fuck. It's not to negate any of it. It's just we've lost that much perspective. We, I, I'm sitting here watching... Three people hold up a banner in seats that I can't afford to go to. And I guarantee you, if I had a one-on-one talk with these three people, they would do their best to make me feel guilty about the fact that I wake up every morning and don't flagellate myself because I'm a straight white male. And that somehow I, I, I get like my, 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 my whole darky down check in the, in, the, in the mail once a week. Along with my paycheck. It's just nonsense. It comes in handy. It's paid a couple car notes. It's just absolutely garbage. I mean, we've lost perspective. Anyways, football. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do any more of the political shit. Not tonight. Let's go to football. <laughs> football. By the way, Aaron Judge still leading the league in home runs. I just want to put that out there. I'm just saying, crazy finish to MLB. Crazy. Well, Jim Carroll ain't done yet, motherfucker. Stanton can't be that far behind him, can he? As far as home runs in all of MLB, right? Stand by. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Never mind. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just saw right. that. I'm going to let you go ahead. and uh, American League leading Aaron Judge. <laughs> there we go. Because <laughs> Stanton's got him by 13. <laughs> sure does. Projected to hit 60 overall. Where's his track marks? On his butt. You want to look at it? <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. If I have to look at Harry Manass to fucking prove that he's oh. on steroids, he's going to be on steroids for a long time without. <laughs> if I'm the one that's got to check. Hey, look who's number four. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. We know him, don't we? Yeah. We got a big bag of shit for him. That's for J.D. Martinez. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of a big bag of shit, 
<laughs> Week one. Oh. Even before we hit the pros. Yeah, good job, Michigan and Michigan State. Woohoo. Hey, the Ohio State University. How you doing? <laughs> dude, someone, planted, like someone planted their flag on your 50 yard line oh dude that was sick if they'd have been in the locker room and seen that I tell you this now they'd have rushed that field I know they would have yeah well unfortunately they're like hold on a sec I don't want to break a finger fighting I'm one of the highest paid players in college football I can't afford to lose and to miss any games then the boosters don't pay for my fucking happy endings at the fucking salon anymore, at the spa anymore. Man, so they, they got just let it happen. I watched that whole game. Oklahoma handled Ohio State, man. Yeah, you'd have thought it was back in the day when fucking uh, uh, what's his Bosworth was on the team. Yeah, no shit. That the Sooners were all about whipping some Ohio ass, and when it came out that their quarterback was sat there with a the chip and was like. It treated it like 9-11, I'll never forget. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Well, what I love is that they got their ass handed to them. And before 6 o'clock on Monday, or excuse me, Monday, on Sunday morning, before they even started the shows talking about pro football, ESPN was releasing stories how the Ohio State University could still win the national championship. Well, the Ohio State University is still in the top ten, aren't they? Aren't they like eighth? Yeah, where, where's Oklahoma before that game? Five. Before that game, they were ranked fifth. Before the game, they were ranked fifth. All right, I can, I can, I can make a case for them to still be in the top ten. Then I can't. I can't figure out why Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, for that matter, is ranked in the top ten. They don't play nobody. They played Ohio State and handled them. Oh, did they handle him? I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> oh, man. No, he was bent. The quarterback for the Sooners was bent because Ohio State last year beat him, sat on the field at, in Oklahoma, and sang their uh, Ohio State uh, anthem song, whatever. And he was bent, dude. He was bent in ways that I would have – I mean, at this point, you would have had to fuck my wife for me to get that bent. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. He was like all types of raged. And I'm like, dude, you got to lay off the ejections. It's showing. If Ohio State came to my college, beat my team, and sang their fight song, which I'm pretty sure is YMCA, on the 50-yard line, I'd be kind of upset. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to beat them and plant my flag right dead center in the middle of their fucking field. In the middle of the fucking O, dude. I was like, ouch. It's not, I mean, it wasn't even, you know, that you just whipped the shit out of Ohio State in in their home stadium. You ran with your flag around half of the stadium, run to the middle of the field, and stick it straight in dead center middle of the O. That's fucked up. What was nice is uh, around here seeing all the uh, fair weather bandwagon Ohio State fans with the Ohio State window stickers buying orange paint, painting over the Scarlet O, trying to act like they're Oregon fans now. (laughs) (laughs) It's not orange. It's green and yellow, dicks. 
These are Ohio State fans, okay? I mean, you know, supposed Ooh. Ohio State fans. Let me I see what you did these, there. These these aren't these aren't the real ones. These aren't the ones you find in Columbus. These 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 are the ones who are like, you know, oh, Ohio State's kicking ass. I love Ohio State. And God forbid Notre Dame ever makes a comeback and becomes a national powerhouse because they'll be fucking singing the praises of you know touchdown Jesus and shit. And trying Rudy. to make yeah, trying to make Rudy a fucking you know national institution like it's a wonderful life. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that, and, that, and that, that was so funny. I just got to say, I just got to say, um, way to take away any hope from that second half of the first game with the game you played last week, U of M. And then for fucking Harbaugh to come out and says he doesn't enjoy coaching football, say that, says that in the interview, yeah, I'm calling it right now. I give it three years and under before he's not a coach at U of M anymore. He's already starting to fucking he's already starting to, to clear the the walkway for him to to make his escape from U of M here. So, yay, Jesus and khakis gave us hope. Not much else, but gave us hope. Never gave you Big Ten title. <laughs> <laughs> gave, gave us hope that there was one. No win against Ohio State. We're hoping. I, I the fact that that they booed their own quarterback in the third quarter pretty much tells you how I felt. And the fact that that the, the football team got bent out of shape about it. <clears throat> no, it should have been it should have been your wake up call. That uh, you're U of M. You're expected to fucking win these games and win them handily. Mm-hmm. To go out there and play like you know you did. That's an embarrassment. That uniform that you're fucking wearing against Cincinnati. Yeah, the powerhouse Cincinnati. The powerhouse Cincinnati Bearcats. The, the football juggernauts. Factory. The football factory <laughs> known as the Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's going to suck. Anyways. And do you know the funniest part about all of this? The biggest story on ESPN wasn't any of that. The biggest story is that Lamar Jackson's going back to Clemson. That's their biggest story. Well, of course. It's that part of the country, dude. I, I Are you shocked at this point? When it comes uh, to baseball. No. When it <laughs> comes to baseball. When it comes to baseball, all they care about is the Yankees and the Red Sox. When it comes to football, all they care about is the Patriots and the fucking and the Cowboys. All right. When it comes to college football, all they care about is the southeastern part of the United States. That's it. Basketball, basketball is a little bit different. It's all about the West Coast at the moment. But let's be honest, it really is all about where LeBron's at. And then the second, the story one A is where LeBron's at. Story one B is the West Coast. That is a trigger word for the Iceman. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to say. No, I'm just kidding. We only got yeah. We got like we got like like eight weeks tops till he starts coming up regularly again. Yeah. We should make a bet into the season. See how long it takes him to mention LeBron. See how long it takes me to mention Crosby. <laughs> I don't know who would win because we're both fucking dipshits when it comes to those two players. Oh. <laughs> well, you know who he's not going to fucking shut up about. At least not till after they lose to the Giants this week. Is the fucking Detroit Lions, huh? Yeah. Lions? Let me say Lions. I say Lions. I say Lions every fucking week. I warned you. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see David Johnson the whole game. I told you. But a, 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 w, a W is a W. 
part of the game. David Johnson finishes that game. This doesn't, I mean, this will, it ends how I usually expect, but didn't end up well, on Sunday. Be but careful because Palmer did throw, what, three picks, two picks, something like that? Yeah, yeah I, he, made, he made that secondary look like they actually knew what they were doing. Yeah, it was kind of scary. I was actually, I had, damn, I called it. <laughs> I had the same thought after the Lions game that I had after the Jaguars game. <laughs> like, has... We have we gotten that better, or has Arizona gotten that worse? And it's kind of how I felt about Jacksonville and Houston. Like, has Jacksonville turned a corner, or does Houston just blow right now? Oh, Houston sucks big balls, huge. So, yeah. I mean, like, they can't even tread water. I think they're about to drown. <laughs> Too soon. My en- enjoy your endorphins, and Lions fans. I just. Uh, t- Oh, this to me, it. this is. Oh, you ready? I'm, 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 I'm turning a phrase right now. This is Honolulu blue and silver fool's gold, or something <laughs> more clever than that. <laughs> don't, so don't believe the hype. Seriously, don't, 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 don't believe the hype. <laughs> don't believe the hype. I think we played a struggling. Like it looks like it's going to be a rough year in Arizona. Like and losing losing DJ till the end of the season, pretty much. It's it's only going to wow. Make, One player makes be, the whole yeah. team lose. Okay. Well, no, it's just it's that defense they doesn't have look as sharp. Two of the best fucking corners in the National Football League. Yes, but there's Matthew and and Peterson. Yes, great. Two of the best Great, but if somebody runs the ball, they have to be stopped. I think that's going to be Arizona's problem. Earl, what you're forgetting is. Those corners weren't his first pick in the fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> but say too that that defense, at least run wise, made Theo Riddick look like he's a fucking all star on Sunday. Theo Riddick is Theo Riddick. He's all right. I'll give him that. He's a serviceable back. But he, he is nothing. What he is. <laughs> yeah. He's not. You want to know? Him? When they're retiring running backs numbers in Detroit. Theoretics won't be one of them, is what I'm saying. And it just it looks like Arizona's going to have a rough time stopping the run. Palmer, let's be honest, Palmer looked like shit on Sunday. I mean, I don't know. I think we played a shitty Arizona team. And, yeah. And here's the I thing, mean, Chris. Here's the thing. I completely agree with you. It was a broken down team. It had two of the best corners in the National Football League. I still think that, and I'll think that for until they show me differently. However, what I explained to you before this whole season started was this this whole schedule for the Lions is not that difficult. This is going to be their year. If they if they go, ever 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 going to try to make a run to the Super Bowl, this has got to be it. Because there's no big roadblock in their way. They might lose a game or three. Okay? They might win them all. But here's the thing. There's no big roadblock. There's no big slide that they're going to be like, week after week, they have to face the the whole titan force of the NFL. Well, I think they have an uphill battle this week. I think Are you, you kidding have, me? You have Eli Manning who just got embarrassed on national television and he gets to go back on it. He didn't it. get embarrassed. What he got was to show you that he has no offensive line whatsoever. And unfortunately, 
we do have a defense, and it's a hell of a defense. Is, is it the best in the National Football League? No, I ain't going that far with it, but it's a good fucking defense. And it's, it's definitely enough to run over that fucking wannabe offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best, just in the top two, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, look, look, all bullshit aside, all ball busting aside. Look. This is the fucking the bitch of the Detroit Lions since what, 2010, 2011, is that it could easily go either way. And because you're a fan, Earl, hope is the side you lean towards. Because I'm not, I go by, what the fuck do they always do? They always turn into the same old Lions. And the same old Lions is quickly becoming, they go to the playoffs and they lose the first game. See ya, thanks for coming. Glad we had a team to warm up against. Now we got to worry about the teams who actually might win a game in the playoffs. Go sit down, kids. The grown-ups are talking. Is that what you're talking about? Kind of. I mean, look, Stafford, I'll say this without even fucking blinking, is the best quarterback the Detroit Lions have had in my 40 years of life. I will also concede that. But, I mean, it's not like his competition is, you know, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Troy Aikman, you know, people considered, in, in, you know, elite quarterbacks in their time. I don't know. Pete Mitchell now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Rodney Pete for the win. Rodney. Oh, wrong chat. Sorry. Sorry. Elite quarterbacks aren't five and forty-six against winning teams. Well, but then no, again, no. But then again, no, then again, they'll be five and forty-seven or six and forty-six. Just six and forty-six. Schick Bird quarterbacks don't lead twenty-seven game-winning fucking drives since two thousand eleven either. That's that's the bitch of the Lions. They're ju- they give you they're just good enough to give you hope. But they're just enough of the lions to come back down to slam back down to earth. And I would not be shocked if we're sitting here previewing week one of the playoffs, talking about they're going to get handled in the playoffs. It wouldn't shock me. And believe me, ten years ago we weren't saying that shit. Play playoffs. I mean that that's how it fucking sounded around here. So I all bullshit aside, it, it, yes, they played a good game, half a good game on Sunday. More power to them. I watched a lot more of the game than I thought I would because I got slick. I found out how I can watch Red Zone and have, like, multiple games open at the same time. So, woo, yeah, woo, woo. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was like, eh, I was paying attention to the Lions game more than I thought I would. So, hey, more power to you. Just we've already called your your city in, in Kansas and we've told them to keep you on suicide watch during week one of the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> now, I mean, okay, well, let's start with the fucking game that, like, I don't think any of us fucking thought this was going to happen like it did. No. We're Which on is, record as saying this was going to be a blowout and made yeah. fun of it and everything. The, the Chiefs and the Patriots? Yeah, remember I called them a 40-degree day. Who so is Kareem Hunt? 42-degree day, because that's how many points they Kareem score. Hunt is. Now, we didn't know who this motherfucker was. All we knew about Kareem Hunt last week was he was the guy that was coming in for Spencer Ware. He was the guy they picked up in the draft this year. 
I can't remember who wrote the article. I wish I'd have sent it to you guys, but there's always going to be one guy. And it was a douchebag. <coughs> for, uh, I think it's Pro Football Talk or some shit like that. One of those websites who came out and said, I tried to tell you about Hunt. I told you. I watched him in college. No one was listening. Everybody was sleeping on him. Should have listened to me. And I'm like, motherfucker, I don't remember any of those articles being published. So where the fuck were you talking about them? So besides that one douchebag. That, that, that's the guy that's going to be like Earl when he's 85 and the Lions finally win the Super Bowl. He's going to be like, see, I told you for the last everyone. 85 years. <laughs> and then the Alzheimer's kicked back in. He's like, am I, am I a Bears fan or a Lions fan? Yeah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Well, okay, let's just get this out of the way because we got to do our fucking obligatory Patriots fucking fondling. Is this the Patriots fucking Super Bowl hangover or is this the Chiefs shocking the fucking world because they're a better team than we gave them credit for? Two words for you. I had this thought, I think, about uh, some point last weekend. Two words for you. Trap game. New England got theirs out of the way early. I will say this. I do not. I would not want to be on the Saints' defense week two because you, the Patriots are now pissed off, and they got a bad habit of taking it out on whoever's in standing in front of them. And you got Brandon Cooks playing his old team. There, there's a lot of things going for New England on this game. I think I'm telling you guys before the show, it's going to be a fucking shootout. There's going to be, it's Brady and Breeze. It's just going to be, you get a touchdown, and you get a touchdown, and you get a touchdown, like Oprah Winfrey and shit. <laughs> Dude, it's two, it's two competent gunslingers going at each other. <laughs> so we're talking like you're thinking at least 80 points between the two teams. It's possible. But what do they say? 42 is the most ever scored against a Belichick Patriots team. Think about that. He's been the coach there for what? 17 years. It took almost two decades to get a 40 burger hung up on you. And you know, he ain't happy about it. You know, he ain't happy about it. Captain hoodie is pissed off. I would, I would have paid good money to be in that defensive. Fuck that. That team meeting the next day. Because you know they met the next day. He did not give those guys a day off. Fuck that. Your ass will be at the facility bright and early. I'm going to be there early. I better not beat you type shit. You know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause that's you know that. what, though? I think he just looked at him and was like, the, the whole meeting went just like this. Are you kidding me? No, no. Are you kidding me? Get your ass is out on that practice field. Oh, well, you guys are, you're all running till you puke. I, I mean, to you till your assholes are sucking buttermilk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the bitch of it. Here is the absolute bitch of that game. 27 is a respectable score to put up offensively. Yeah. Four, 42. That is a, I'm about to use a media word as Peyton Manning calls it. It's a soft defense. that gives up 42 points. Especially, but you also, 
especially as many fucking yards as they gave up against the run. But you run into it. Some we saw in the NBA Finals. I think you ran into a historical night, though, as far as for Kareem Hunt. They were saying it's, this is the best debut ever by an NFL running back, as far as yardage. It's, they're on the wrong side of history on this one, quite honestly. I mean, yeah, they have four fucking touchdowns or something like that. Like as a t- as a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, I can tell you, Cadillac Williams what was it the first four games put up the most yards of any rookie running back at that point. And they were talking like, you know, are we seeing the second coming of insert player here? And where the fuck is Cadillac Williams now? Where the fuck was Cadillac Williams two years before he was out of the league? I think he might actually be selling Cadillacs. Exactly. So he's an extra on ballers when that guy was on the fucking car lot selling cars. Except for now that was his real job in Florida. Now, sad enough, I had both of the starting tight ends. I had Kelsey and Gronk on fantasy. And bitches didn't do shit. Nothing. They Gronk? will both be fine. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's way too early for a fire sale. But I'll say this. Gronk might have legitimately been hungover still from the Super Bowl celebration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might have been his problem. He might have just stopped drinking Thursday morning, you know, like – I got a game tonight. I didn't think we played till Sunday. Shit. Yeah. Oh shit. It's early. <laughs> yeah, and, and it when, wait. By the way, when did this start? Did I miss a meeting? Apparently, if you win the Super Bowl, you play. You you play on Thursday night, week one. Like, I heard somebody say, like, oh, uh, it's New England versus the Chiefs because they won the Super Bowl. Like, when when did that start? Is that a thing? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Got me. But Gronk was only thrown at three times. What the fuck, Brady? Because he's Gronk. He's really double covered most of the time. You hear that? Every time he exhaled in the fucking (laughs) huddle, fucking Brady got a buzz. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady got buzzed. He's like, God damn it, Gronk, can't you at least switch to beer during the game? Jesus Christ. You smell like Jaeger bombs and sex. What the fuck's wrong with you? It's your mom's pussy, Tom. That, that whole thing was all types of what the fuck is right there. That was the very definition. Well, that was a hell of a way to kick off the season, I got to say. Yeah, the Patriots with the worst record in the NFL. That was fucked up. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then you go from then you go from the Patriots giving up forty two to a defense who played like world beaters, the Rams. I, yeah. Hey, real quick, some some answers because I feel like I left the listeners hanging. Kickoff game was introduced in the two thousand two season, and from two thousand four onward, the most recent Super Bowl champion has played in the kickoff game every year. So, so apparently, we have we missed, missed a meeting memo. For fucking 13 years. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, we can't even blame it on doing the podcast and talking shit. Yeah. So, but but back to the, the use this term loosely, world-beating Rams defense. Well, I mean, yeah. look, let's be honest here. They've had a good defense the last couple seasons. It's not been their problem. I'm going to put you in that category with, with the Detroit Lions. I'm going to put you in the don't, don't believe the hype pile. Like you played busted up ass Indianapolis. <laughs> this is this is not 
the Tony Dungy Colts. Let's be honest here. Come to Indianapolis, where the Browns reinvented. I think you're going to see the rise of what's his name, uh, Jacoby Brissett, or Brisket, or whatever. That's oh, that's racist because he's black, right? It's <laughs> about barbecue. Barbecue. <laughs> oh Jesus! I just got that. Okay, all right. Uh, is it Brissett? I don't fucking know. The black guy that started for Tom Brady. Racist. When Garoppolo was injured. <laughs> Jacoby. There is his first name. I think you might see the the rise of him because whoever the – who the fuck was it that quarterback on Sunday? He was God the fuck awful. How long is Luck supposed to be out? Uh, to look. I know. I, he's off the pup, isn't he? Oh, I – Black guys taking all the white guys' jobs in the NFL. That was all fucked up. Oh, it happened uh, in Houston, too. Tom Savage got benched for Watson. Tozian or whatever. That's yes. uh, Colts uh, start. He went, he went 9 for 18 for 128 yards. Goff went 21 for 29 for 309. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, Don't believe here. the hype. Los Angeles Rams fans. Like, look at look at the statistics of who you played, dude. Todd Gurley, forty yards for a two point one average on nineteen carries. He didn't have to do shit. That's been their fucking. That's been the talk. That's their savior for the last two seasons now. Yeah, yeah but don't, don't put Jared Goff came out and was like, okay, I got it. That's what no, I'm saying. No, he did it. Like, you're gonna put all your eggs in the golf basket from here on out. Get the fuck out of here. I do, Dude, I do went want to bring and this found... up to you, Chris. Chris, I want to bring this up to you. Last year, okay, Jeff oh, Fisher was the coach. He's since been fired. Mm-hmm. So we could see a resurgence. I'm just saying. You could go out and find the local high school champions in, around that stadium. They would beat the Colts this year. <laughs> like, Ooh. they just, they looked bad. Bro, come on. Stop. Dude, there's, they look there, there's not bad. There's not one college football team that could beat the worst pro football team ever in the history of the fucking sport of football. Come on, dude. Until this week. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, Rich, you see, you see a theme here? Whenever his team that he wants to talk about is, like, doing bad, okay, it's like the worst team in the NFL. They're so beat up. They're so terrible. They needed this person. Dude, they needed that. Rich, you, would you would you want to quote? You, do you want to quote his the quarterback stats again? <laughs> I'm saying when the Lions when we were talking about the Lions win, oh, it was it was terrible, terrible Arizona beat up, terrible. Talking about Patriots, oh, it was a hangover. It was terrible hangover. It was just terrible. Talking about the Colts and the Rams. That's a trap game. Thanks for listening terrible. to the podcast. I said trap game. <laughs> You're starting to sound like Charles Barkley, dude. Stop. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> no, look, the Colts played like shit. I mean, we can all agree on that. It doesn't matter fucking. I don't give a fuck what perspective you're trying to take. Colts played like shit. All right. And I, even with luck, I don't, I don't see it getting I, like, I don't see the ship doing a 180. I just don't. I mean, and yeah, I agree with you totally. The Rams, 
And savor the flavor, guys. I don't think there's going to be many games like this for you this season. This, you this know. ain't the greatest show on turf era. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Warner ain't walking through that door anytime soon. Hey, Kurt Warner's doing the fucking pregame on NFL Network. He played a snap of football in a long time. Now, I will say this. I will say this. Team who posted a shutout that I didn't think was going to happen. This is the Ravens. I mean, yeah. I, the fuck happened to the Ravens' defense? Did did they think it's 2007? I called it everyone. What the fuck happened to the Bengals' offense? Uh, I called the same it thing. Everyone. Same thing that's happened to the Bengals' offense every year. Marvin Lewis. <laughs> I just, you got AJ Green. You got the ginger. Sure, he comes on late every year, but. He still performs. They've made the playoffs frequently mm-hmm. and recently. Their backfield's a shit show, though, lately. Because who is it? It's, what, Bernard Hill? And then isn't there a third name, like someone we've heard of? Uh, pff, yeah, you got Bernard and Hill. I mean, that, that's I, – I can't, I can't even think of anybody else. I mean, but, dude, <laughs> they – Bernard had seven carries. Hill had six. All right. Bernard had one reception. He was your second leading receiver on the fucking Bengals. Oh, fucking Mixon. Joe Mixon. All right. I mean, that is just, come on now. I mean, Flacco didn't even have that great of a fucking game. Nine for 17 for 121 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, that, I, that is a, that is a, those are 40-degree day numbers if I ever heard them. That's that defense is what that is. And that, mm-hmm. and, and, and West having a, a better game than I believe anybody predicted, except for maybe him and his mama. Those might be the only two people that predicted yeah. he was going to have that good of a game. So, I, 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 you know, I, I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it again. The Ravens have always been my team in the AFC, and if that defense – is like, you know what? We don't give a fuck. We're going back to the fucking the Super Bowl days. We don't we don't need anybody. We got everybody we need and we're going to do it. I don't know, man. They they could they could they could play they could play the spoiler for a lot of teams in AFC this season. How about the Falcons having to like actually try to beat the Bears? What's going yeah, on what there? The, yeah, they got their shit together. What happened? The butt fumble worked. That was their secret play. Jesus Christ. <sighs> timely reference. Fucking bears. Yeah, it, it's, it, again, that's another situation like, all right, are the bears better than we thought? Or hangover. This, this is where I think the Super Bowl hangover is applicable. Look, because. Man, well, yeah, yeah. And I think Atlanta's still stinging from that fucking look. I've actually had a friendship end because a dude couldn't take a fucking joke about Atlanta blowing that game four days after the Super Bowl. Atlanta sucks so bad it ended the friendship. <laughs> I, I mean, it, 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 I'm not even joking. You know, one of the dude first dude I ever dropped acid with, no longer friends with, because he couldn't handle it four days afterwards. <laughs> That's went the to acid fuck, talking. Went the fuck off. 
Like I had just insulted his dead mama while standing over the bitch's grave. I mean, I was just like, whatever, dude. I'm, it's football, dude. You know, did you bet your life, your soul on this game? Because that's the only excuse I, I think is fitting for the way you're acting. So, I mean, if that's how a fan is taking it, that still might be stinging them players, man. I mean, I tell I tell you this. They made Mike Glennon look like a fucking legit quarterback. I mean, dude, for all the talk about Cohen and shit, he only had five carries for 66 yards. I mean, yeah, he averaged 13, you know, and, and some change. But come on, dude, five carries, 66 yards. Howard had 13 carries for 52 yards. Dude, Glennon passed all over that. Dude, 213 yards, man. How the fuck? How the fuck does that happen? I I know Mike Glennon. I used to watch him on my team. Motherfucker looks like Shaggy. Plays just a little bit better than I expect <laughs> Shaggy to play. Okay, I mean it's like Napoleon Dynamite Shaggy fucked and Mike Glennon popped out. So I mean I. That's that's on the Falcons. That ain't the Bears, fucking being you know better than we thought. That's the Bears being who we thought they were against a, a Falcons team that needs to fucking – maybe this was the wake-up call they needed. Yeah, the Falcons don't know. We all might know. fuck around and lose this game. All I know is they better they better play better than that when they play Tampa. They bring that weak, titty, bullshit, sister shit in the fucking Tampa Bay, and Tampa's going to fucking be neck deep in that ass quick. Well, here's the we thing. For this, you, this hope springs week. eternal. They haven't played it down yet. Yeah, but this, so this whole uh, this whole week is be, it is like a week of what the fuckings though. Isn't that most week ones though? Isn't there a lot of week ones where we're like, wow, no, didn't see any of this shit coming. Not like this, bro. Uh, th- the kickoff was the Patriots Chiefs, like what the fuckings, and then it just went. The Jaguars blew out the Texans. You know, we talked about all of this already. The, the Falcons and the Bears. Well, yeah, hey, but hey, hold guys, on, hold what on. happened with Pittsburgh and Cleveland? Really? Hold up, hold up. Hold up. Let's back up for a second. <laughs> the Texans are beat the fuck up. That is a fair fucking thing to say. Okay. I, I think the Texans are like, well, there's always next season, and it's only week <laughs> two. All right? That's what I think is a, a whole lot of shit that's being said in Houston right now. Outside of, God damn, that's a lot of water. That's number yeah. one. Number two is, well, there's always next season. So, yeah. Tom Savage is going to be that guy who started in week one because apparently the uh, uh, Deshaun Watson era has begun in Houston. So, you mean, you mean the, uh, what is it, uh, Dominican Nick Cage? No, Croatian Savage's brother. <laughs> Dan Savage's straighter football playing brother. <laughs> no, it's Fred Savage's son. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the whole week, man. Eagles e- easily handled Redskins. I'm like, huh? What the fuck did I tell you? Did you? But once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. I fucking told hey, you I like, picked him don't too. sleep on the fucking Eagles. I told I you. I picked him too. I was I wasn't I'm not shocked they won. Not. But easily handled. I was wait, like, wait. what the whoa, fuck? Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, Mr. Helper. What'd you say, Chris? I said I did not pick oh, the I Eagles. Oh, I thought you said 
I thought you said you did not. I was like, I told you. I, rewind uh, the tape. <laughs> go to, yeah. Go to the tape. <laughs> it's like Monday Night Football. Go to the tape. Where's my telestrator? See, right here is where I said, don't sleep on the Eagles. Right there. There's your ass. <laughs> and, and that kind of reminds me of Brett Favre. That kind of reminds me of Bob Probert. You know, Probert said one day. <laughs> the Eagles, for for all of the trials and the tribulations that their offense has gone through in the last few years, their defense has been pretty solid. And I think that's – I think a solid defense has gotten even better because look at – uh, uh, did Cousins even throw for a touchdown? Yeah, he had one. He had one. He had one I mean, Crowder didn't. Crowder didn't catch shit. Jordan Reed didn't catch shit. I mean, that Eagles D man. I think you. I think you, you might get you get an old school battle with Philly and Baltimore, with the defenses starting to be like what they were back in the, the early two thousands. I know, think Ray Lewis think- era. Ravens, your Andy Reid era, Eagles. I think what happened is uh, they took Carson Wentz into the coaches or into the film room and played him fucking the old footage. And when I say footage, I mean they wheeled in the projector and shit and pulled down the white screen and showed him the footage of Eagles fans chucking rocks at Santa Claus and said, that's Santa Claus. The fuck you think they're going to do to your ass? Honeymoon's over, dude. You better fucking start producing. And they threw I mean, a battery at him and told him to get to practice. I mean, seriously, a homeboy come out like he had something to prove. Like that was, I think that was the most shocking thing of that game. I mean, yeah, they got blunt and blunt is, I don't know how to feel about LeGarrette blunt. I mean, in college, I thought he was a fucking idiot punching the guy, you know, the Boise State incident, all that shit on the Smurf turf and all this shit. And then he but he bounced around from team to team. He ended up on the Patriots. Patriots let him go. To me, that signaled, okay, that means that's pretty much the end. I was waiting for him to sign a contract with the Lions. And then, you know, he comes out. Yeah, he, he didn't put up huge numbers. But, I mean, he – dude – Almost three and a half yards per carry. I mean, that's isn't it what you want out of a fucking just uh, you know your back, especially when you're when you, the, the score is like it was. Here, don't fumble the ball, chew up time. I mean, you don't have to be go out there and be the second coming of Barry Sanders. I just didn't think he had anything left in the tank. And I mean, I know it's week one, it's early, but I just get a feeling about the Eagles, and I don't like the Eagles, so I don't like the feeling I have. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Right. But yeah. So Chris, no, we haven't had a week one or pretty much any week where we're just like, every game is like, what the fuck? Cause then you look at the Steelers and the Browns, there. they only won by three points. It's the Browns. Pittsburgh stopped playing in the fourth quarter. That's what happened in that game. Uh, I am. Yeah. In the fourth this is, quarter. I mean, guys, let's be honest here. Okay, they, the Pittsburgh barely fucking escaped with a win, left Cleveland with a win. But, I mean, this has got to be Roethlisberger's swan song this season, right? I mean, this is this has got to be it. Did he even I – mean, from what I saw of that game, that's not the Roethlisberger that I remember. This isn't Tom Brady at that age. This isn't even fucking Peyton Manning at his age. I don't know, man, because if it wasn't for Roethlisberger, they wouldn't have scored – 
Yeah, but dude, it's the Cleveland fucking Browns. Bro, right? I know. It's Roethlisberger and, who goes in there and owns them. But well, barely get out with barely get out with a victory. You also have a running back that's supposed to be one of the top-rated running backs in the NFL. He only got 32 yards, dude. Okay, so what are we saying here? Are we saying? Well, are we I was going to say that, that they, the Browns' defense they, is better than we're giving them credit for. No, I'm. I'm thinking that they still won with the arguably the greatest running back in the league having a shit day. They still won. They'll be. I think they'll be all right. But Ben, yeah, I don't think Ben takes care of himself like Tom does. Quite honestly, I think think there are two different diets. When when between sexually harassing waitresses at Buffalo Wild Wings in the bathroom and and ordering another fucking round, yeah, he orders the appetizer, he gets the main course, and he orders a dessert. I mean, I, that's always been there about Ben Roethlisberger. His conditioning's he always been to, a question. He goes to the Olive Garden so you, can, you get the one that you can take home for another time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he orders he orders meal, meals like Hunter S. Thompson. Bring me uh, that steak, and then I want this. Are you expecting someone else? Do you speak English? No, I just want three entrees. I just bring me three entrees. <laughs> he does what? Who's the, the David Miscavige method? Yeah. He orders like six meals and then decides which one he wants. Ben just eats all six meals. These are all good. Compliments to yeah. the cook. No, hey, bring I me pra- my- no, I got practice tomorrow. I eat 10,000 calories. Don't worry. Hey, Bell, bring me my hover round. I need to get to my car. <laughs> ah. burgers going to be one of them guys cruising through Walmart. Fucking... 30 packs of Mountain Dew, one leg missing from diabetes in the fucking little cart. Talking about I, when I was when I was younger, when I played for Pittsburgh, I could throw it over a mountain. <laughs> and let's not forget, because I know, Rich, this came out of both of our mouths last year before the Iceman joined. And even after he joined, their second half team. Pittsburgh yeah, is true. a second half team. If, as long as you got Tomlin, as long as you got they're sputtering and they're still putting up W's, they'll be all right. Yeah, as long as you got Tomlin, Bell, and as much as we just sat here and ragged on him, you have Roethlisberger, and he doesn't turn and, into a turnover machine, you have a chance. And Antonio Brown had the most receiving yards of any receiver last week, so he's what he's supposed to be. Yeah, so. I mean, dude almost had 200 yards. That is, that is, nothing, mm-hmm. that is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Now... For me, that's not the biggest what the fuckings. It the Chicago, New England, Browns, all of that. Uh, L.A. Nope. The biggest what the fuck moments I've had this first week was the broadcasting in the fucking booth with Rex Ryan. What the fuckings? There has to be a super edit of the clusterfuck that was the 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 second game of Monday Night Football somewhere on the internet. And I know ESPN yeah. and the NFL, I know ESPN and the NFL are probably citing copyright infringement every time it goes up, but somewhere I will find it and I'll send it to you guys because that that literally looked like a broadcast school that holds class behind a dumpster put 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 that fucking team on the air. The, the, I mean, the Frank Reynolds school of broadcasting. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. you know, 
that not production that hours, every right. No, wasn't that one. Every broadcaster on that second game. Holy shit! No, Rex Ryan looked like he come from specs. He, the rest of them actually made him look good. Believe me, I rip on specs all the time. Anytime that I'm watching a sporting event and something happens, I'm like, oh, they got a specs graduate in there. Believe me, I rip on my fucking alma mater. No. This was worse than specs. This was week one of specs people who didn't even want to go video on even giving a fuck. Okay. (laughs) This was bad. The difference is these are people who want to be there and are trying. That's what's really pathetic. Oh, God, it was horrible. Who is that? I muted. I muted it halftime. I muted it. I told my wife, I can't do it. Who is the chick that did the announcing? What's her name? Beth Bowens. Okay. Or something now, like that. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I know that I'm, I'm probably not endearing myself to a lot of people by saying this. I have no problem with female announcers in sports. All right? They don't annoy me. They don't bother me. They're like male announcers if they're good. I don't really pay them much attention. Now, when I say announcers, I mean the play-by-play people, not the color people. Color people, I expect color from. You know, I, I color people. I come from the school of, I want to hear Mickey Redmond. You know, I want to hear, you know, Al Kaline, Rod Allen. You know, guys, they're going to bring some Chris Spielman. I want, I want some Chris Spielman is the color guy. First of all, that motherfucker is just a savage. He talks shit about everybody on the field. He so does. <laughs> He's like, what the hell are you doing? You can't do that in professional football. You have to know that. And I'm just like, part of me thinks you better be careful because they're going to kick your ass. And then it kicks in. This is Chris Spielman. They're not going to kick his ass. So he can get away with saying that was a boneheaded idiot play. Because if I said it, they'd be waiting for me in the parking lot. Like, yeah, come get it. And I'd be like, well, that's just an ass whooping. I'm going to have to take and go over to it. You know, I mean, but Chris Spielman would be like, you want to meet in the parking lot? We could meet there. (laughs) What lot? G? Good. I'll kick your ass all the way to F. I mean, (laughs) meet your lot K for kick your ass. So, I mean, that's just horrible. She was fucking, it was epically bad. I had to reach back for a word that hasn't been in vogue for 10 years. It was, but it's, it's. It's an apt way to describe it. It was a master class in this person should not be doing this job at this level. Take your ass to a high school game and not even a high school game in Florida or Texas because they got better announcers. Take your ass to a high school game somewhere up in Maine. All right. Go go, go to Bangor High School and fucking with, with that mm-hmm. bullshit. I mean, it was dude. Dude, Seriously. <laughs> It's like when is, I texted you guys, I could not start watch, keep watching and listening after halftime because when Rex Ryan had to explain to this woman, thank you, that <laughs> that the, the play clock had was running under the game clock, and she was like, "Yes, yes." In fact, the play clock is located under the game clock. <laughs> I wanted so bad to see the inside of that booth because Rex Ryan had to have that. Are you that fucking stupid look on his face? And like, cause there was silence for like four seconds. And then Rex is like, no, it's the time is different. 
and the play clock is going to expire before the game clock. They're just going to let it run down. I'm surprised Rex in the sports world went, God damn it, Beth. I'm surprised Rex didn't snap and go, look here, honey. Just show me your feet and make me a sandwich. That's it. Shut the fuck up. Well, I got <laughs> anyway. I waited. I, I waited. Where's your husband? Are you lost? <laughs> I so I so was. I was waiting two quarters for Rex Ryan to just snap and go. Oh, just shut the fuck up. I got this. <laughs> that was. It was rough. It was, and that set sideline reporter. Oh, thank I God, you sideline dip. reporter. Ooh. I've seen so many people try to defend him. And I'm like, look, here's the deal. Is it your fault if you're a fucking wet behind the ears, green as fuck private, and your boot as fuck, and your commanding officer throws you in a situation that you're way in over your head? No. But, I mean, yeah, gotta fucking. Yes. Come on, dude. That was horrible. That, <laughs> that was, was textbook blowing it. That was boom goes to dynamite bad. <laughs> Sergio Depp. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, thank it, God it, for it, him. It, it was reminiscent of, uh, uh, only because it's been in the news lately, because uh, what's his name? Franco's doing a remake, or is doing a movie about the making of the film. What, what, what's that oh, movie? The Room? The Room? The room, yeah. It, it, it reminded me of, of it, it, it's like you couldn't you couldn't even script it. You couldn't even get an actor to act like that bad on purpose. There's very little that I'll watch that I will have to either fast forward or stop watching because I'm so embarrassed for the person. That was it. It took me about four tries to get through that entire clip because I just had to keep pausing it and go, oh, my God, dude, because – I felt bad for the guy. Like he was so far over his head. He was fucking Mm -hmm. well above his pay grade. I mean, it was bang up job ESPN. Glad, glad you fired all the fucking pros and the experts. You know, the people who fucking delivered every time and on their Mm -hmm. worst day wouldn't put, this was those people's best effort guys. Yes. On boomers worst day, he wouldn't have been that bad. Drunk. His wife just left him for his brother, and someone hit his dog on the way to fucking Monday Night Football. Boomer wouldn't have been that bad. But no, no, he's got to go. No one wants to see that old man. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Made Al Michaels look like fucking just, I I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't really have a problem with Al Michaels, but I know a lot of people do. But I mean, like it, it was, it was embarrassing. It was a, a, somewhere Joe Buck's like, I got a fucking reprieve after that shit show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, shit show is like, a shit show is like a compliment. Like, is, was that was that the broadcast equivalent to an abortion? <laughs> if we I, saw if, Monday night. If I was one of those people on that Monday Night Football team when that show was done, I would be wondering what I did in the past life to pay penance with that show. Like somebody got fired <laughs> for Monday. Can you guys, can you guys hear this? That's what I'm saying. Like. 
Dude, that is so out of the room. <laughs> like, and so that reminds me of hey what hey Carl what's up like if I was if I threw to him and he started with that nonsense I would fucking do my best to get the attention of a producer to tell the director to fucking cut back to the booth and say that this guy's just talking have- about what he sees get him get him off the screen cut his mic like first of all it's not like sideline reporters. They're they're not Woodward and Bernstein down there, okay? They're they're not mm-hmm. they're not they're not bucking to win like Pulitzers and shit. But that is just that makes Tony Saragosa look like a golden tongue god <laughs> from the end zone. <laughs> I mean, oh, that was painful for me to listen to. It seriously was. Like if it came through on the podcast. I I I, oh, I might have to skip over that part while reviewing it. <laughs> it's just <clears throat> I honestly I think and I'm not joking, throw any three of us in a fucking you're gonna like how you look fucking suit and throw us on on the field and I think we could have done better just fucking winging it. I mean, yeah. I, they'd had they'd had to cut me off because I'd have called someone a fucking cocksucker about ten seconds into it. But I could have still done better up to that point. This dumbass thinks he knows what he's doing. He thinks he's calling offense and plays his defense on the field. Stop it! <laughs> I mean, that's like that's like some like straight out of Borat shit. Oh, it so is. Good call there, because that's exactly what it is. Yes, it was having a very good time. It was a great success. <laughs> Enjoying He's having the time of his life. Time of his life, yes. <laughs> the Broncos quarterback's vagine hangs like sleeve of wizard. You know, it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, well, look, okay, let's 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 backtrack here because we kind of jumped ahead. Um, Cowboys Giants. I was it just me underwhelmed by that game? I called it, everyone. Yeah, yes, we know. We know. No one cares, Earl. No one cares. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm going to keep saying that because you guys ripped the shit out of me last show when I was making all my picks. All you're doing. As far as Chris went, as far as to say, uh, are you just going to ride that I, loser train? Yeah, but, but I'll tell you, too, if you also uh, go back and listen, I also qualified that game with, like, if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't play. But he did play. The Giants win, but he and did. And what did we say? What did we say? We didn't know if he was playing when we made that pick. I said, this is a bullshit. Okay. okay. Hang on. And, and it's fair enough. That's true. You both said that. Now, I said, I don't care if he plays or not. The only thing he's going to change is how much they win by. I was right. <sighs> it's okay. All you're doing is just we're stockpiling bullshit. Because, no, because, there's what? Well, yeah, I'm, but the first now, week. Well, the first week that he honestly, honestly, this this week, and I've said this ever since we started talking about football, is so much full of what the fuckings that I'm going to sit here and gloat out of everything I called because I know the rest of the season I'm going to be so fucking pounded on by you guys. <laughs> yeah, you better. But all you're doing is building up fucking ill will for us to take as out. As soon as the later. Lions get to loss we're gonna three, it anyway. Yeah, the first <laughs> loss of the Lions, I'm getting hammered. Oh no! As soon as the Lions put up loss number three, you're never gonna hear the end of it, bro. You're gonna get hammered more than a Kardashian at a historically black college. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> we are not gonna let up on you. Seriously, you're gonna have mascara running down your face. You're gonna be gasping for air. 
it's going to be horrible, bro. Yeah, but if those days be... never come and I and I keep calling it, y'all are fucked. <laughs> okay. No, but no, seriously. Number one comes Monday. Well, I mean, I, oh, stop it. No, we haven't like, got to the about with, got with to Dallas the and and the Giants. Dallas didn't really win that game as much as the Giants lost that game. That offensive line, no bullshit, is atrocious. It is absolutely horrid. Eli Manning couldn't stand to even see where his receivers were. I don't care who he had out on the field. Odell Beckham didn't play, played, didn't matter. He couldn't stand to see him. There was a picture of Eli, and he was just after the ball had left his hand, and his eyes were squeezed so tightly shut. And the caption read, fuck it, Odell's got to be over there somewhere. And I was just like... (laughs) I was just like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 that, 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 that's fitting. I mean, but look, okay. From that game, I think, I think, I think it, maybe the Browns won't be as bad as we thought, but a team who looks to be as bad as we've all fucking thought they were going to be, and maybe even worse is the 49ers. I mean, yeah. Dude, Come on. That yeah. was embarrassing. It's gonna be a long year. How long until John Lynch? Bay. Yeah, how long until John Lynch just snaps, smacks the coach and goes down there and just starts fucking yelling at those guys? Think it's already happened, or you think it's gonna take week two for it to happen? Well uh, if they do if they did two weeks in a row, fuck that. It'll be well, by week three. I don't know, because the Panthers has a hell of a defense. So, I mean, they, they're bad. You're right, they're bad. But, I mean, if people, if we've been saying that people being beat up makes, you know, like the, the Rams look good, uh, yeah, the Panthers' defense made them look ultra bad. Well, dude, I mean, I'm watching Red Zone, and the only time it goes to that game is when the Panthers have the ball. Like you would, you would have thought that it was a scrimmage game, where the Panthers just ran offense against a fucking team's defense or something. It's like, hey, we're gonna cut to the Carolina, San Francisco game. It's just like a clip from Brazzers. <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, I, I I don't know. It. I I knew I. I New 49ers is going to be bad, but if that's if that's a harbinger of things to come, they're going to be wishing for the Colin Kaepernick days again. Well, yeah, and it doesn't get any easier. Like I said, Carolina's defense is really, really solid. It really is. However, their next week game, way harder. <laughs> if they if they score any points next week, I'll be stunned. Well. And I just I do want to say this because and then we can move on to picks unless you guys got something to say. I know that this was an act of Mother Nature that you just it's this could not be planned for. But I think it, it's really shitty to both the Dolphins and the Bucks that they're like, yeah, week one's your bye. Now you got to play fucking sixteen weeks straight. Yeah, that kind of does suck. Not even gonna lie. Because a bye week is a chance for your guys to fucking get a rest after being beaten on week in, week out. And to go 16 weeks straight, they don't even do that in college football where they don't have a bye week sometimes. 
I mean, that's that's asking a lot. Those are going to be some sore motherfuckers come the end of week six or seventeen. Yeah, they could have went and played at an empty stadium. I mean, you had let's be honest, you had Foxborough open, you had the Chiefs Stadium open, Lucas Oil. Yeah, they could have. I mean, uh, they could have played. Yeah, they could have played somewhere in the middle of the fucking country. Yeah, you might have played to to a mostly empty stadium unless they did something like give away tickets or put them at like ridiculously cheap prices. Oh yeah, they remember when uh, uh, what the the, uh, the ceiling collapsed in the Metrodome and they moved the Vikings game yep. to uh, Ford Field and they just gave it, it was like on two days notice and they're like free tickets. They filled that bitch up. It's football. It's NFL football. People will go. Yeah, it was you NFL know. football for free. And so I just think it's it, it, NFL, you shit to bet on this one. You should have done something different. That's a shitty thing to do to two teams. On top of that, it's a shitty thing to do to two teams that are playing in the state. Hey. It has already gotten fucking hit badly. I mean, I, I'm not saying sports is a cure-all. And, yeah, we just passed the anniversary of 9-11. But I remember the first fucking football games after 9-11, the first baseball games. It's when, when, when the shit hits the fan and everything sucks, sports is there at its best to take your mind off it for a couple hours, to let you not care about the real world for a couple hours. The biggest sports gathering after 9-11, immediately after 9-11, came from the WWE. And, and they took that shit to heart, and it was a hell of a show. Uplifted everybody, made everybody forget for a second, at least, about 9-11, and just entertained them. So, I mean, I just, I think the NFL shit to bet on that one. And that's not just because it's my team. I don't have any love for the Dolphins. But, I mean, you know, and I think <laughs> they just got, they got fucked just as much as the Bucks did. Hey, Rich, so. leave the commissioner alone. He's no football expert. <laughs> yeah, that blew my fucking mind. Like, like Roger, are you? Are, are we not self-aware? C- congratulations, the, congratulations, was, NFL. You have your version of fucking Gary Bettman. How's it feel? Yeah, at least, at least he came out and said it. Well, if you're not a football expert, maybe you shouldn't be the head of the National Football League. Just putting that out there, Raj. I mean, he's got white privilege. Leave him alone. Shouldn't a football expert perhaps be the head of the football league? Just going out on a limb here. You would think. But, you know, hey, who are we? We're just someone who refused the NFL shop tag to click through on our website because we're not going to be told by the NFL what we can and can't talk about. Or am I not supposed yeah. to mention it on air? Oh, fuck them. Mention yeah. it all we want. Just so you listeners know, that's 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 the shield right there. That's the shield. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You can have the click through on your website. You just can't talk shit about certain subjects, and we get to dictate what, what those subjects are. Fuck you well no we were no we were we were turned down outright because of the content they didn't want to be associated with our content oh Oh, i guess i never told you the epilogue on that yeah they listened to the show and went yeah no all right (laughs) cool so now we will talk shit about you mercilessly because we fucking can well it's not like we weren't beforehand i mean this isn't honestly this isn't anything it's true at least on my end, it isn't sour grapes because we were shitting all over Goodell from, I think, episode one. So, mm. I mean, no, we, will, back... we will relish shitting on Goodell. <laughs> <laughs> we will... 
we'll take great joy in it now. But yeah, so there you go. Great job. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to these so, picks. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. Let's. Uh, oh well, the results. The results. All right, in third place, me. I. So I told you I didn't just, fallen. <laughs> yeah, I was enjoying it for one week. I went 500 last week, so I dropped 550. Uh, second place, Rich. You are at 600, and Jesus Christ, for the love of God. First place with uh, an 800 winning percentage. Uh, the Iceman. I so did know. only have two <laughs> losses last week. It is impressive. I'll, I'll fucking give I'll, you that. No, it is. It is. But here's what I love. All this fucking, I called it everyone. I called it everyone. And his ass still ain't got to a fucking sports book to fucking put his money where his mouth is. <laughs> it's because I have no money. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Hey, your stupid asses aren't putting your money up when I'm sitting here going, I call it. Bet the farm on this one. I ain't betting on your fucking picks. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. One day yeah. this show is going book. to be taken and and put nationally, and people are going to bet on my sports picks. I'm this calling show it now. Will never if be I... put nationally, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, first of all, they're going to be like, "What did he just? Did he just say that Goodell's a cum guzzling gutter slut? We can't sell that. That's never <laughs> going Robert to happen." What? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Oh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. So it must have been super important. Yeah, it's all right. So, uh, yeah, Iceman, as per the tradition, if we want to call it that, you get to pick the order in which we pick this week's oh no. picks. Oh, no. I am not changing this order. It is definitely Chris Rich Me. Just so I can say, right. I'll, you guys are all done. All right, we'll, we'll start with that college in Ann Arbor. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines versus fucking Air Force. Oh. How, much oh, yeah. did you die, how much did you die inside, Sparty, when you had to say that? <laughs> that college in Ann Arbor. Iceman won't say the name of what, Green Bay or the Bears? The toilet so, seat team? Yeah. Yeah. They both have toilet seat logos. What do you want from me? One has a handle on it. Um, yeah, give me the Air Force. Or, no, wait, God, no, give me Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I got that on tape. That's you're on going tape. Up. You're going, oh, I'm going to hit that pen on this. <laughs> I might have hit the pen a little harder there. A little hard there. Give me Michigan over the Air Force in this one. Yeah, all the shit I talked about. Fucking Michigan. I mean... It. When is the last time Army, Navy, or Air Force has been a fucking powerhouse in college football? I, I mean, or even a threat to a probably before, before, before our the time. black people into college. I was gonna say definitely before all of us were born. Yeah, in it, it, Michigan. I love our branches of service. I do. And if they were allowed to bring their toys, I would pick them. But they can't, so I won't. Michigan. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah. In the third quarter, fucking Air Force whips out a SR-71 Blackbird and just fucking bombs Michigan. There you go. That we win. They forfeit, right? <laughs> yeah. We didn't. Yeah. They don't have enough players, and and the ones they do, we don't have all four limbs. So. Death equals forfeiture according to NCAA rules. So, we win. You guys are disqualified. We marshaled the fuck out of them. <laughs> That's what they're gonna do. Oh, <laughs> they're gonna shoot their they're gonna shoot their plane out the air. It's crazy. I don't know. Air Force wins. <laughs> Marshal the fuck out of them. We change it to a verb. That's terrible. <laughs> Yet yeah, funny. Uh, all right. So, all right. In, in, in the name of consistency, uh, we'll go to the school in East Lansing next. Uh, Spartans playing Notre Dame. Wait. Oh, the other. Wow. There's a fucking typo on my website. It looks like it says Notre Dame versus Notre Dame. But yeah, the Spartans playing Notre Dame. Give the Spartans. Notre Dame ain't been shit since Jimmy Clausen. Really? Uh, I, I, I almost want to hear more of this. They haven't been shit since Jimmy Clausen. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I agree with you. You know, uh, but I mean, I think it's gonna be more of a more of a game than fucking you're giving it credit for. I definitely think that. So yeah. I'll take the Spartans by the barest of fucking minimums. Um, kind of with Rich, it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, I, I don't know that the Spartans have improved enough to to overcome this, so I might take my second college loss, but I, I got to go with Notre Dame. This is going to be a test for Sparty, no doubt. You know, I mean, you, you did what you should the first two weeks. You know, so now here's, I mean, like... They're not garbage, but I mean, you know, a win against Notre Dame, it's somewhat respectable, I guess. But I mean, it uh, Notre Dame just uh, this ain't, you know, this ain't the, the the Rudy Rudiger era Notre Dame. This ain't Lou Holtz Notre Dame. I, 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 I want to refresh your memory, Manti Teo. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, he was in the Jimmy Clausen era. Uh, I'm just I'm just pointing out that you know they did just lose to an SEC team by one point, and the SEC is like the old uh, what is it Southwestern Conference that SMU's in like the, the SEC these days everybody's cheating everybody's paying players. So I mean, they didn't face a legit team. I even I, I I'm hesitant to use that word because it is college football. I don't even know if there is a legit team that that's anywhere near the top 25. I'm sure you dig deep enough. There's dirt somewhere on every team that's even a thought about being ranked in the top 25. But see, that's, no, that's that's just all I'm pointing out is that I mean they you know why a team that that is the best money could buy for their boosters. And, but and you know I was only one point because Notre Dame was at home. I bet you if they're in George's house, it's not even close. And still, they stole one from Notre Dame at home. So, yeah. But, all right, all right gotcha. I mean, gotcha. It, but, it, but it is still a one-point loss to an SEC team. That's not nothing. 
so let's get to the football that matters. The NFL. Dun, 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 dun. Since we don't have the music bed because Chris yes. is on the road instead of in the studio. Yes. Well, well, we still have it if you believe the hype that comes around every couple weeks for the National Flag Football League. Oh, they're going to yank. They're going to yank the music bed. No, I was just talking about we get to the real football while we still have it. Oh, gotcha. Okay, my bad. Before they throw the extra F into the NFL. Gotcha. If you believe the the chicken littles, so to speak. So, first game Thursday, Houston at Cincinnati. Ugh, gross. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, it's on Thursday, but it's not must see TV. Give me Cincinnati. They're the home team. Dalton's got way more experience than whoever the fuck's going to be under center at Houston. Houston's all beat up. They're on the road. Give me the bungles. I, Chris took the words out of my mouth. Give me the bangles. Yeah, and Brian Cushing just got suspended for 10 games for PED. Yeah, there goes your middle linebacker. You're all done. Javon Clowney and and Watt. Nah, Watt has a, a bone protruding from his hand. <laughs> As he said, it's no big deal. I'll play with it. Yeah, it's a big deal, son. You lose. Give me the Bengals. You lose. You get nothing. Good day, Good day sir. sir. All right. Next up. Oh, it's it, it's it's the past playing the future. It, it's uh, Cleveland at the Ravens. Cleveland, technically the expansion team. You know, it's, uh, we all remember when they up and moved to Baltimore in the middle of the fucking night, literally. Uh, dude, give me the come on, really give me the Ravens in this one. Like you have what Deshaun Kaiser is the quarterback in Cleveland. Who the fuck is Deshaun Kaiser? Uh, the biggest part of your offense is Isaiah Crowell or Crowell or however you're supposed to say it. Kenny Britt is supposed to be your big name at receiver. Give me the fucking Ravens. I feel like this is exactly what you said last week about the Browns and, and Pittsburgh. And then yet it was as close as it was. But then again, they weren't playing the Ravens defense last week. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna side on the air. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean towards hope. Uh, I'm gonna believe that Ravens defense is for real until they prove me wrong. So give me the Ravens. Oh yeah, Cleveland might be good enough to be somebody like oh I don't know Texans, L.A. Rams. They're definitely not gonna beat the fucking Ravens defense. Not happening, son. Not today. Not tomorrow. Definitely not on Sunday. Next up, Buffalo at Carolina. That Buffalo Jets game was a big giant turd. Give me the Panthers. Yeah, I hate the Panthers, but mm, Bills aren't giving me anything to fucking hang my hat on. So I'll take Carolina. Uh, Bills do have uh, Shady McCoy, by the way. Um, it's not tipping ass. No, they don't. Or, wait. Yeah. Do they yeah, still? They, yeah, they do. Um, but that being said, that's about all they got. Uh, their defense, I don't know where the hell they checked out to, but uh, they haven't checked back in. That's all I got, and, man. That's all I got. Right. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, and Cam Newton has something to prove with uh, all the bitching about the hits he took last season, and he's not the same guy, and shoulder surgery and all this shit. He's he's out to prove some shit. Proved it last week. He's going to prove it this week. Carolina. All right, next up, the Arizona Cardinals heading into Lucas Oil Stadium, playing the Indianapolis Colts. For the love of God, give me the Cardinals. Beat up Arizona is better than Indianapolis. It was beyond beat up. Yeah, that uh, that Cards defense for a little bit in that game with the Lions felt what it you know what it was like to be like, oh shit, we're about to dominate. And I think they're gonna want that feeling back. And this is a team they can get that feeling back with. So give me the Cards. This is your shit game. If you wanted one this week, this is a. This is hurt on top of hurt. Who's hurt worse? You got the general for, you know, the Colts. You know, Luck is on the sideline. And you got the workhorse for, you know, Cardinals on the sideline. So what what's going to win? Well, as always, defense wins. And Cardinals have it. And Colts don't. So Cardinals. Alrighty. Next up, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Uh, I, I cannot, in good conscience, pick Jacksonville. I just can't. I think Mariota is way better than Blake Bortles. I think Jacksonville just lost one of the Allens. I'm not sure if it's Robinson or Hearns, but <laughs> that's the receiver core. It's, it, it's, they lost either one or two as far as their receivers go. Uh, yeah, give me the Titans. You know, uh, of, of all the football teams in Florida, the Jaguars are the ones that I forget about the most. <laughs> or the one I forget about the most. Um, I don't know. Don't really have any strong feelings about this. I'm just going to go with my usual shtick. Uh, I'll take the Jaguars because they're at home. That's the only reason I'm picking them. Uh, Marcus got embarrassed last week. <laughs> He's got to prove that that was a fluke. It wasn't a fluke. He had a hell of a defense that you faced and you lost. Uh, Jaguars don't have a hell of a defense. So he's going to come back and he's going to rebound. Tennessee wins this. Oh, shit. I'm out here on an island. I didn't think that was going to happen with this game. Yeah. Jacksonville Island. It's a horrible island. I heard Fred Durst lives there. Uh, oh, man. I did, we're going to put this one under must-watch TV this week. Uh, Philadelphia heading to Arrowhead facing the Chiefs. Uh, hmm. God damn. Yeah, so so much for that. That was the fucking game of their lives. About week one, now all of a sudden comes to pick, and it's like, oh boy. Uh, uh I, give me Kansas City because they're at home. I, I'm gonna stick with it, man. Give me the Eagles. Uh, you're by you're by yourself, Rich. Uh, Carson Wentz has something to prove, and that's great. But if Tom Brady can't prove it against the Chiefs, Carson Wentz definitely can't prove it against the Chiefs. 
uh, Eric Berry in that defense has uh, something more to prove than the one-man quarterback. And uh, you know Eric Berry's out for the season, right? I do. All right. And I just think his defense is going to show him that they support him and and want to see him back. Well, speaking of Tom, they're telling you, but, but I don't know if it's a thing, but I'm making a thing right now. Gun shootout alert. Battle the gunslingers. Uh, you got the, the Patriots going to the Superdome, playing the Saints. Uh, give you the Pats. They they got embarrassed on national television. Tom Brady became a meme. What was it? Angry Tom Brady? Was it was it was it a gif or a meme? I think it was, I've seen I've seen the meme. I haven't seen the gif. Uh, yeah. Patriots had the most points or ever scored against them while Bill Belichick's been there. I don't care if New Orleans is at home. This ain't 2008 or whenever the fuck they won. This ain't, you know, the, the onside kick year. Give me the Pats. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Pats. The Saints aren't the Aints, but they're, yeah, it's not 2010 anymore. Well, we'll be in lockstep on this one. Uh, it's not going to be a gunslinger. It's not going to be a shootout. Uh, Drew Brees isn't what he used to be. And, I mean, he has weapons. He added a new one. So it's not like, you know, oh, I don't have anybody to throw to. You have a lot of people to throw to. There's dissension in the ranks on the sideline with AP. He thinks he should be getting more carry. Sean Payton told him to go sit down. He gets what he gets. It's just, it's not a good feel. And... You're right. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are all types of pissed off, and well, they gotta wipe their shit on somebody. Sorry, Saints. Next up, Minnesota. Heinz Field. Pittsburgh. Man, Minnesota kind of just seemed to do what they wanted against New Orleans. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I, Pittsburgh D kind of had their way with the Browns like they should have the first half of that game. They got to phone it in the second half, quite honestly. So, uh, man, I just, I don't know. I don't think you can, I think it's, uh, I think it's a law that you can't pick against Pittsburgh at home. So I'm going with the Steelers. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Steelers also. I just don't think, uh, I, I don't I don't think Bell is gonna let the purple rain or what's left of him this season. <clears throat> I don't think they're gonna he's gonna let them spoil his homecoming. And uh, yeah, I don't know maybe Roethlisberger gets some of that strange he gets when he's in Pittsburgh. Make him feel better on Saturday night, and he'll come out and actually play like he's alive on Sunday. The Vikings' defense was pretty good against Drew Brees. But again, Drew Brees is old, and Drew Brees isn't Tom Brady. He doesn't get better with age. He's had his time, time in the, you know, <laughs> to shine. His sun has set. You know, we talk about it all the time. Drew Brees is that fucking seventy-five-year-old pussy. Everyone knows it's there. No one gives a fuck. You can keep That's that to yourself. And, and and now he's become one of the things that. And I only hold this opinion at my co-host for whatever reason. Don't join me, but. The name recognition, you, you live for the name. 
You know, we talked about it with Justin Verlander and all the other people, Miggy. But Drew Brees is just that now. He's the name. He's the guy that in the locker room that's like, damn, he won a Super Bowl once. Yeah, long fucking time ago. Not this year. No, uh-uh. It, <laughs> no, this isn't it. Sorry, guys. So I believe that was Iceman's way of saying he's picking the Steelers. Well, yeah. Purple Rain, it's good. It's just not as good as Breeze made him look. It's not as good and, as Little Red Corvette. And, and Bradford looked like a seasoned vet at quarterback. Come on now. It's it's Bradford. He's, he's not even going to come close to having a great game with the Steelers defense. And if he does, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> Purple Rain isn't as good as seven. That means Ben Roethlisberger and the song. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would get it. It just take a second. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> hey, I maintain seven's one of the better later era Prince songs. Suck it. Damn sure better than that fucking Diamonds and Pearls bullshit. Oh, Prince had a lot of good songs, but whatever. Said later era Prince, calm your tits. All right, did we lose Chris? <laughs> oh, sorry. I had my mic. I had my mic on mute. Earl, the guy you just bagged on for five minutes threw for the second most yards in his career last year. Well, yay for him, man. I'm telling you, he doesn't get better <laughs> with age. He's not a fine wine. <laughs> he just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm, okay, you guys continue to watch this season and call me wrong when I'm wrong. Motherfucker, I said, I, I said the only thing the Saints are going to do this year is play spoiler to teams in the NFC South. I didn't say they were going to fucking go to the goddamn Super Bowl. Don't don't be fucking you guys and shit. He, I'm threw, just, uh, <laughs> the, he threw for his fourth most touchdowns last year. I'm just saying, don't... I mean, I, I picked Tom Brady as well, but I'm saying, man, like, you're talking about this guy's done. He's... The numbers say there's still some there's still something left in the tank. Okay, and I'm telling so, you, and I said it when I said it. My my co-host doesn't agree, but I'm telling uh-huh. you, this is name recognition that you're like the Saints could possibly no, they can't. They got a, a day old quarterback and a disgruntled fucking running back. No, they can't. Watch, they fucking destroy the Patriots. But anyway. <laughs> uh, Back to the picks. Uh, here you go, Rich. Chicago, Tampa Bay. <laughs> let's, see if, let's see if Aguayo can make some kicks in that stadium if he's wearing the opposing team's jersey. He's already been let go by Chicago. Oh, really? I did not. I was not aware of that. I'm so the answer would be no. I'm pretty sure. Hold on here. Uh, yeah, he's a free agent. <laughs> Someone pick him up in their fucking fantasy league. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Earl. I'll trade you a Guayo for Gronk. <laughs> oh, that's trade right there. I'm in. Uh, God, dude, give me the box. They're at home. They're not Chicago. I, I mean, uh, Homer bullshit aside, I'm picking the Bucks. I'm not picking the Bucks to win big. I think Chicago, <laughs> I actually heard someone on the local sports argue that the 0-16 Lions were not that bad of an 0-16 team, and they backed it up by they read all the scores from that <sighs> year. 
Hold my on. head wants to explode from what you just said. I know, I know, I know. They read all the scores back from that year, and lo and behold, I think like eight or nine games were decided by like five or fewer points. They were like, they were closer than people remember. It wasn't like every game was a blowout. I think, I'm not saying that, I'm not agreeing with the Lions were the you know best 0-16 team ever because they're the only one, but or that they were better than their record. I'm thinking the Bears might be one of those teams that, you know, they lose a lot this year, but if the team isn't careful they're playing, they could fuck up and leave leave a little bit of wiggle room for them to win. I don't think the Bucks are going to do it. They're at home. They're pissed off they lost their bye week. So, I mean, give me the Bucks, but I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be a blowout. On top of that, I just I I I, I like Jameis Winston. Hard Knocks made me a fan of him as a person. I'm not sold that he's some sort of elite quarterback. You know, don't really care about all the stats and metrics. Go out and win something. Then, then, then we'll then we'll have that conversation. Bucks. I knew he wasn't gonna say anything else. Uh, so next toilet seat. <laughs> Fuck him in their ass. Well, they're gonna flush it. It's all there is to it. They're pissed off that not only that they lost their fucking bye week, but they've been waiting forever to start their season. No, I I agree. Next matchup, the Dolphins. It's not West. The Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Uh, uh, there's no uh. uh. Give me, give me the Chargers. They're at home. Miami hasn't played any football yet. Miami's going. Uh, they're doing the time change thing. Give me the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers are as bad as so many as a lot of people are fucking wanting them to be. I just don't. I I, I don't think Dolphins are anything special, but I don't think Chargers are as bad as a lot of people are fucking thinking they are. So give me the Chargers. Oh, I'm not picking Jay Cutler. There's, there's a reason, and I'm not getting into it, but no. We get it. You don't like Chicago. Oh, dude, I can't stand All right. the, uh, the Jets into the Oakland Coliseum. Right, this is going to be ugly. Gay the Raiders. Whew, the black hole's going to be rocking and rolling come 4.05. Shit. I'm going to Raiders. Oh, yeah, this is locked up. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is the Iceman's Lock of the Week. Oh, this yeah. is the Lock of the Week. If you have money and you actually do bet on my picks, this is it. I will guarantee the Raiders. And if you have money and you bet on his picks, please let us know. I'd really yeah. want to hear. I'd really want to hear how much you've won or lost based on his picks. Uh, won or We've lost? This. My record's immaculate. Are you kidding me? Wait. Uh, I was to say we deem this one as our rape of the week, but no, there's, <laughs> I think there's a worse one coming. Uh, but next up, the Cowboys. And the, come on, get the fuck out of here, Sports Authority Field at Mile High and the Mile High Stadium to play the Broncos. Uh, give me, give me the Cowboys. I know Denver's at home, but this, this ain't. Uh, this ain't 2015, motherfucker. The sheriff, uh, I think I said it last week, but the sheriff is gone. Uh, a lot of that defense is missing. The Sports yeah. Authority Field at Mile High. What's next? The Sports Authority Field presented by Under Armour at Mile High Stadium? Yeah. I'd say it's one of my All together now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, yeah but that yeah, I, I think I think this is the first week we're picking. We know Elliot's there. No matter what, he's going to be here for the entire season, unless he gets. I mean, as far as that suspension and the overrule and the being overruled and stuff. Um, I, I unless he's a very dumb man, he knows that he's going to have to deal with that sometime. So it's time to make his fucking mark this season and get it done. And I'm not going to doubt him because he's given me no reason to doubt him yet. So give me him and the Cowboys. Oh, most definitely. Cowboys, absolutely. I didn't really talk about it, and I didn't want to bring it up too much, but courts, stay out of the fucking NFL. Damn. If a boss suspends you for whatever reason, then you're fucking suspended. God. Really? I don't care about the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott win loss. I don't care about any of that. But if your fucking boss suspends you, you're fucking suspended. Good. So even though... Yes, listeners, if some for some reason you fast-forwarded to this point, we are at the end of the show with the picks. You're not in the middle of the show. I'm sorry, go ahead, guys. So even though law enforcement said he, we found nothing, you still think he deserved to be suspended? No, 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 no. See, that's why I didn't want to bring it up. I don't want to talk about if I thought he did it, didn't. But it, is it a but good it, it isn't the court. And it wasn't the court. It's the union. The union it's, uh, you really want to bitch the, the union who's got it overturned. It, here's the thing. Good decision, bad decision. Was he right? Was he wrong? I don't care about any of that. Your boss says you're fucking suspended, bro. The fuck out. You're suspended. Wow. Really? That's it. You roll over just like that? He's the boss, dude. That's it. Yeah, but something like law enforcement said he didn't do nothing. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but like, really? It, like, it's, it's just for you. It's that cut thing. and dry. It's the same thing Even Rich said earlier. Your First Amendment rights protected from the federal government. Yay for you. Doesn't protect you from your fucking boss. It's the hey, same thing I hope here. I'm never, your, hope your I'm never in a courtroom says, where you're the judge, man. Good Lord. Dude, your boss uh, says you're suspended. You're suspended. That's it. Everybody rise. Judge Iceman now presiding. Yeah. I call it, everyone. Yeah. Wrap that gavel up, me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, man. It's fucking, it's NFL. So the what? union should stand up for your rights if you're getting railroaded, because that's exactly what happened. The, the players' union went, that's bullshit. And that's how this got overturned. Okay, so, if the players' union... It's a, it's a union actually doing what a union is supposed to do. Yeah, but there's other ways to do you, sh- you should have other avenues to do it instead of a fucking court system federal court what, really it, 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 what are they gonna, they gonna fight on pay-per-view what else do that's that's the system we have because we're in the middle of the picks I'm just gonna say there's been talk of an NFL walkout so all these picks might come to an abrupt end uh, yeah 2021 Rich brought it up a month ago thanks for listening uh <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that was on one of your. I think that was on one of your off weeks. Um, just next up, uh, yeah, walk in, walk out four years from now. Uh, the Redskins at the Rams. Uh, first of all, the Rams probably well, other than the Chargers. Well, no, nah, because San Diego's there, but doesn't any LA team really, no matter what sport you're in, except maybe the Dodgers. It, is it the are, aren't the Los Angeles Rams really playing 16 road games? Like even when they're playing at home, 
they're playing a road game because it's everybody who lives in LA. Oh, hey, my team's in town. Um, I don't care that they're at home. I think the Redskins are better than them. Give me the Redskins. All that shit I talked about the Rams. <sighs> I, I just don't think the Redskins are better than that Rams defense. Give me the Rams. Island. Wow. That's, That's not a take, Rich. I, I, I just, I don't, man. I, I'm telling you, everybody has slept on that defense for a couple of years now. They're, they, as a core, they cannot be happy about that. Now, they could very, I, I think that they could very easily turn into the late 90s, early 2000 bucks to where they allow something like 9, 12 points and they still lose. You know, all the all the only the thing they allow the other team to do is kick field goals, and they still lose. But that's not on that defense, and that was the Bucks' problem in the late '90s and early 2000s. And I I watched my team go through it. I mean, I'm no by no means comparing the Rams' defense to that defense or that era for Bucks. I'm just saying. I just I think they're better than a lot of people give them credit for. But oh, I'll no, take them. They're, they're at home. Rams they're definitely are better than you know the record. Reflects absolutely are. They're not better than fucking Kirk Cousins' offense, though. They they looked real good. The Rams did because of who they played and when they played them. I'm just saying, I can I can picture a lot of those defensive backs yelling at Kirk Cousins as he walks off the field after a pick six. You like that, don't you? So yeah. (laughs) But Kirk Cousins also got paid a lot of money this year, and it's time to either earn it or get off the pot. Yeah, you like don't want to be a paycheck. franchise tag show me why not alright next up here's our rape of the week screw log of the week we'll call it the rape of the week our the, televised the, the, sexual assault of the week the, the prison assault yes this week's prison assault <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers heading into the 12th man oh yeah awesome. give, me the, give me the give me the hawks well, fucking, I've been on an island all fucking picks. Give me this in the 49ers. No, I'm just joking. Give me the fucking Seahawks. Come on, man. Oh, this is going to hurt. It's going to hurt, hurt. Yeah, I'm saying that we're talking blood. They may be prolapsed. <laughs> Dude, the Legion of Boom is back. Earl Thomas is back. Uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. That's going to hurt. <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the real question. How many veins are going to burst in John Lynch's head watching this game? Over, under, let's put it at four. (laughs) (laughs) One. Just one because he knows it's coming. He understands it's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he saw this one. This is going to hurt. All right. Uh, The night game. By the way. Yeah. Figured as much. The night game. Green Bay had to take on the Falcons. Ooh, uh, this is the must watch. This one is the must watch. Mm, maybe. And the reason I say maybe is because Atlanta had. I said it earlier. Atlanta almost fucked around and got beat by the Bears. Give me Green Bay. This is the rematch. Conference. Finals, yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me Green Bay. I Falcons are, didn't show me how. 
didn't show me a whole lot last week and i think you guys nailed it super bowl hangover i'll be on an island falcons took a couple aspirin they called in the morning they'll be ready sorry about your loss aaron all right Ooh, here we go <laughs> monday night detroit lions heading to met life in the shithole that is america's armpit new jersey taking on the giants he means that the loving way new jersey listeners yeah meanwhile my 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 wife and her family are from new jersey uh i I, i'm thinking of my guns quite honestly eli manning just got embarrassed on national television by a team that i believe the only two losses last year uh that the cowboys suffered were at the hands of the giants i think they're at home yeah yeah give me the giants okay come on i cannot pick the new york giants to beat the detroit Lions. just i can't so you're picking the giants but you can't pick them to beat the lions no, I said I can't pick the Lions to beat the Giants. Oh, my bad. I heard it backwards. I was like, bro, I said it backwards. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, bro, no, you, you literally I, just said I want my cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. I can't pick the Lions to beat the Giants. Come on now. I, you know, part of me says maybe Iceman's rubbing off on me. Part of me thinks maybe. I don't know, man. Maybe that contract is what Stafford needed. I don't know. But, I mean, I think the Giants are suspect. I think they're susceptible to that fucking that defensive line the Lions have. Um, I agree with Earl. agree with you, Iceman. I don't think that offensive line is... <laughs> that shit's porous as a motherfucker. Um, I, I, I think Stafford could go in... Here's here's the bitch of it. If he beats the Giants, I don't think the Giants will be above 500 this season. I think the Giants are not as good as some people think, regardless of Beckham, Manning, everybody. So give me the Lions. Wow. Well, we already know your pick, motherfucker. Just say it. Well, yeah, but it's the same thing I was saying earlier that you just reiterated. His offensive line has been shown to be a farce. And, you know, the Lions do have a defense now. You know, Haloti Nada anchoring the line. Jared Davis anchoring the linebackers. Slay anchoring the, the corners. And Quinn on safety. I mean, they have a defense. I love and how after one game we have a defense. But no. they, they had a defense before the season started. It's not like they acquired this in a week. I'm just saying they have a defense, but now they have a coach that knows they have a defense and knows how to use it. And now we don't have the strain of, of superstar Calvin Johnson that has to get his catches in, and Matthew Stafford has to throw to Megatron, and he has to make sure that he gets all the yards that he needs. No, talk about the strain of having Calvin Johnson. Yeah, dude, that was a strain. But it, I mean, this is like the third or fourth time in the show I got pull some stats out on you, though. What kind of strain oh. was it having Calvin Johnson? Dude, dude, you could throw all the stats you want at me about having Calvin Johnson, and then I'll look back at you and say, uh huh, and how many games did they win? Because Stafford <laughs> had to try to throw it and had to get it into certain windows 
for Calvin Johnson. That's gone. It was a distraction. It's gone. He now can throw to whoever the fuck he wants to, and he does, as he showed you the first week. When he threw to Jones, Golden Tate, Galladay. Who the fuck is Galladay? Do you know? Nobody knows, but everybody knows now because of him last week. He doesn't have a strain to throw to that one big receiver, that one big payday receiver. It has to be Megatron. Look how good he is. Da 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 da. No. Now he can throw it to wherever he's open. Move the fucking football. That's what he can do. He can actually command the offense now. And he did. And he will against the Giants on Sunday. Monday. Wow. They're on a Monday night game. Yeah. Second week. Big news. Yeah. <laughs> the strain of having to throw to a six-time Pro Bowler. Oh, my God. Led the league in receiving yards two years and receptions. And and and, and he got all of those accolades. Receiving touchdowns. Matthew Stafford. Right? Right. And how receiving many record in the season. The strain of having that guy to throw to. How many games did they win? Okay. I got it. He's a great receiver. I never take anything away from Calvin Johnson. But when everybody knows that you're throwing to that person, they're kind of going to be ready for you, buddy. And that begins to come as a strain. That begins to come as a distraction. Like, fuck, I got to throw it there. They're going to have guy there. They're going to have a guy under there. They're going to have a guy that's coming over there. Where am I going to get it to him? And it becomes a huge distraction and a mind fuck when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, it's two seconds I've held onto this ball, three seconds. Okay, is it going to get open? Fuck, I'm sacked. Sorry, dude, it is. When you have to throw it to a, a big name receiver such as Calvin Johnson all the time, you don't it have to throw. That's what. That's. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where you think he has to throw to him, dude. His results say is, there's a reason you're throwing to the guy. You know, that was in his was in his contract. He has to get a certain amount of fucking catches a year. Maybe it was. All right. Well, you've got on the Honolulu blue and silver tinfoil. So no, I just went. No, I got on the jersey. <laughs> I, I just wish I had popcorn for this last exchange, but Are, am, am I wrong that it's that it's not a distraction? That no, you throw Walter. to one guy. No, that's not wrong. You're just an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm wrong. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> uh, obviously, you're not a golf fan. All right. <laughs> Oh, the 14-2. I'm just asking, am I wrong? I, I, I guess I'm just having this thing with trying to wrap around my head how you think they had to throw to him. Because they, they had nobody else, bro. Who were they going to throw to? Their tight end couldn't catch a beach ball. I believe the last two years before retired, Golden Tate. Um... And third downs, that's where the ball goes. And when you're and man, when you're paying Calvin Johnson, what you're fucking paying him, he should he should get every goddamn pass. He should be in on every play. Oh, hey, you're the and, running back this play too. And he was, hence why everybody covered his ass. 
Like it's, I'm saying, I'm just looking at the guy's results. I just want to know why you think it's a, was such a burden having him to like the the results okay, warranted for, it. For example, for example, the plays were designed to get Calvin Johnson the ball down the field. Now, mind you, Zenner, uh, you know, any of the other receivers could have been wide the fuck open, but it was implanted in Matthew Stafford's head. Get it to Calvin; he'll catch it. Now, whether he threw an interception over, under threw him, uh, Calvin dropped it. Calvin caught it. Didn't matter. He had to get it there. The best corners in the league were covering this man. The best safeties in the league were double covering this man. That's why he got the name Megatron, because of all the coverage that he got and still caught the ball. But more often than not, that didn't happen. And I could tell you that because the Lions didn't win the games that they could have won. Because if you want to go back and look at the tapes and stop with your damn stats, you will see that there were people wide the fuck open in a lot of space to run because everybody's covering Calvin because that's where the ball's going. Pesky facts getting in the way again. But now he's gone and you got people like Golden Tate and Jones and Galladay and Zenner and Riddick, Washington, people that you can use, utilize. They don't have to be the best. They don't have to be the big wide receiver, the best fucking person in the NFL. They could just be pawns. They could be pieces that you use. And he is. His to lose. That's all I'm saying now. He's out of excuses. Who's out of excuses? Matt Stafford. Okie dokie. Can I get a cheat sheet? I'm confused now. What are you confused on? He had talking about <laughs> he had he had excuses before with Megatron. Now he's out of excuses, and that's going to no, make him had, a better player. He had player. every excuse in the world. He he didn't have uh, a good offensive line. He didn't have a decent running back. He didn't have weapons. Um, he had a distraction. Uh, it, pick your man. Pick your excuse. Look, I'll give you this. I think he looked at Megatron as a safety fucking valve. No matter what, if he could see him on the field and he threw it up, there was a better than average chance he was going to come down with the ball. And he used him as that. And Megatron could be used that way because he was that good. And he was a freak of fucking nature, man. And Jesus Christ, fucking Sports Illustrated was fucking putting him on the cover and calling him the the the, the next evolution in wide receiver in his fucking first year of college football. All right. I mean, every year. Saw it. 2014 that he was with the Lions, he was the top receiver. And that's my whole point, guys. I'm not debating whether Calvin Johnson was an amazing receiver because he was. He was a freak of nature. Absolutely. But I, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think it was all Matthew Stafford's choice. I think he had to throw it to him because he didn't pass the ball around like he is now. Then he I can threw agree it to Calvin. With I can agree with you in a panic situation because his fucking offensive line leaked like a goddamn sieve. That yeah, when he saw, when he fucking heard them footsteps coming for his ass, he'd fucking look, panic, see Megatron, and throw it up and go, God, please come down with that. I agree with you on that aspect. I just don't think it was as much as you're attributing it to him. To him, but I mean, in principle, I agree with you. I mean, well, let's I'm be saying, honest. If Megatron you have that to weapon, get his stats somehow. If you had that weapon, you're going to use him. I don't think Johnson was the type of guy that was sitting there bitching at fucking Stafford about his stats. No, I don't think it was Johnson at all. I think it was from on high. So see, it, was Schwartz, it was either Schwartz or the, uh, the Fords, maybe anybody else. You've got to get the ball to Megatron. 
We brought him here. We're paying him for this. This is what you do. And you're right. His line was leaking like a sieve. But now we got TJ Lang. We got a, a better right guard. His the evidence line is, is point solid. To God. The evidence would point to God if he led the league, if he led the team in targets every year and his numbers didn't stack up like they should have. I, I guess that, that's right. That's why I have a problem with you saying, like, you have to throw to this guy. Like, no. It, you're 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 looking at this the wrong way, Chris. Yes. What with the numbers that have been put up? Yes, with I'm the like, numbers that are put up. Bro, uh, okay. With his numbers that he put up, tell me how many fucking games they won. How many times did they get to the playoffs? How many times did they win in the playoffs? Your point is moot, dude. Seriously. His individual stats don't mean dick. They got to they the playoffs. Win fucking thing. Two different coaches. They didn't win him a thing. My friend, they went to the playoffs 50% of the years from 2011 to 2014 with two different coaches. Dude, they did the same thing with him that they did with Barry. Okay. We could be outside. I can show you the sky is blue. You're say it's purple. Can we just agree to disagree on this? That's not how I'm seeing this, man. You're looking for Calvin Johnson all the time. The problem is so is the defense. And the other problem you have is your offense isn't moving. You go three and out, three and out, three and out, Johnson for 60 yards. Meanwhile, the other team is using every fucking person on the field and moving their team down and scoring. And then you go three and out, three and out, 60 yards to, to Johnson. All of a sudden, Johnson has 250 yards, and the score is 10 to 20. You lose. But Johnson has 250 yards. Good job. He can tell you're straying catch. away from your original point. Oh, my God. Talking... Go ahead. What? You, you, you were sitting here trying to make a case for they have to throw to him, and now I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, quite honestly. It's, it's the same thing. They had to throw to Johnson. They had to get him his catches. That's their weapon. That's their strategy. Throw it up. He'll go get it. Because the results dictate, uh, it's, yeah, it's probably a good idea to throw to this guy. Yeah. Just saying, if, he leads the lead, if he leads the team in targets and he comes down with dick, this edict that you say happens exists for a season. Why are we going to keep tossing it to this guy who doesn't catch it? That's what I'm saying. The, the performance. He does catch it. Oh. He does catch it. But it it becomes an issue when that is your sole strategy. Give it to Megatron. Give it to Megatron. Give it to Megatron. Eventually, they're going to start covering him. And then trying to get it to Megatron becomes a huge fucking weight on your shoulders, a huge distraction. The rest of your team is wide open. You could have a solid, sustained drive, give your defense a chance to rest while you sustain a drive. But you don't do that. You give it to Megatron, and you keep doing it until it fucking works. So, yay, he gets his stats, and the, and the Lions score a touchdown every now and again. However, your stats do not equate to single wins. That doesn't, that's not the way that shit happens. A running back can run for 90 yards and never score.
And, I mean, to be fair, <clears throat> how many times did you see fucking Barry run it down the field and they pull him when it's a goal line fucking, you know, okay, give it, pull Barry off the field. What the fuck are you doing? You dance with who brought you. I get what you're saying. I, I agree to an extent. I don't think it's is like a systemic why, you know, systemic conspiracy or not conspiracy, but, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? It is so fucking late. I don't think it's some sort of decree from on high that it has to go to Johnson. I think the fact that one, like I said, he's a freak of nature. Stafford knew more likely than not if he threw it to him and he put it up in the air, he'd come down with it. And he did. Made him that safety valve. And yeah, I mean, dude, when you have no time, when the pocket collapses half a second after the ball is in your hand, what are you doing? You're not going through your reads. You're not going to throw to the check down. You're going to go for the guy you think is going to come down with it. And so, yes, I get that. I just, I don't buy into this was, oh, like we need to pump up our fucking, uh, we need him to be our star player. Once they start, maybe, maybe, I mean, I do know. There's a memo that has a blue oval on it. It says, you must (laughs) throw to him. I do know this. I do know this. I remember clear as fucking day when they took him. Mike Martz was the offensive coordinator the the year he was drafted. And the minute they fucking took him, they stuck a mic in Mike Martz's face. And he said, I'm already planning around him, this offense around him. And then someone behind him in the draft room said, yeah, and every defense we're facing is planning their defense around him as well. So, I mean, that was from the get-go. Maybe then they were like, look, this is our only hope of getting any asses in these seats, especially during the 0-16 season. But once Stafford showed up, especially once Stafford showed up and had a fucking solid year without being out with injury, without missing time, which was 2011, the first, what, the year they went to the fucking playoffs? The first year in a long time they went to the playoffs? I, I, I just don't see it at that point that they're like, okay, it's Megatron or bust. We got to get his stats up. He has to be the stat leader. It's just he was the best one to throw to. He was no, the most reliable I, I, one to come what down. What I'm saying, with Rich, is, is I fully agree with you. I 100% agree with you. It's not, and I'm so. It could have been. I get what you're saying. He can spread the ball. He can spread the ball out now. He doesn't feel the pressure to throw it to Megatron. I get that because Megatron's not there. I mean, we had this discussion last season after fucking Johnson retired. And remember, we remember before the season started, people were saying this might actually make the Lions offense better because it will be a multifaceted offense instead of what's the game plan? Get it to Megatron. This might actually make the fucking Stafford go, where the fuck are all my receivers? And this might and and. I, I don't know. I, I'm not in that locker room. I can't give credit to this. Maybe that offensive line, once Megatron was gone, was like, oh, shit, we actually got to fucking pick up our man, do our assignments, read the defense, and give him time back there because he doesn't have the safety valve anymore. Well, if he can't, not, if he can't get through that. his reads, he's gonna, and if he can't get through his reads because he's on his ass, that's going to be all of our jobs eventually. Not just that. They revamped his, his uh, offensive line. We got T.J. Lang. We got rid of uh, Riley Reef. Um, his center, his name escapes me right now, but we got rid of him. His number was fifty-one. But uh, one game, you know. So, I mean, yeah. Now he has an offensive line that's sustainable. And watch this Monday, 
and I watched it last week. You can watch it this Monday. He sustains a drive. Now, that's not only a good thing because he can spread out the ball and all this shit, but what that also allows you to do is rest your fucking defense. If you're throwing it to Megatron and he's getting all these fucking yards and he's running after the catch and celebrates a touchdown or gets down at the 10-yard line and, and you're off the field in two minutes with or without a score, that puts your defense back out on the field. And when you face you know, the opponents that you were facing who love to sustain drives, you know, when you face New England and, and, and people like Pittsburgh, you know, people like, you know, they're facing the people to, uh, this Monday. Eli, they love to sustain drives, take time off the clock, work the field. You know, do a 12 to, to 14 play drive, take six, seven, eight minutes off the fucking clock. Your defense is just sitting there, resting, waiting. And that's where you get all of your blitz schemes. That's where you get corners that break on the ball and take it to the house. So it isn't just a Johnson thing, whereas it's a distraction. He always has to get it to him. It also hurts your defense. Because if he gets it to him or doesn't get to him, if you're off the field two minutes, we're fucked. We just got back on the field. I got I to gotta, I gotta agree with him on that, Chris. When you got Johnson picking up huge chunks of yards, whether they score or not, I, I mean, one way or the other, that defense is going to be on the field quicker than if you fucking run the clock down. I, that he, it's just a video game. I know it. But you just described how I play Madden. I don't give the other teams a chance, the offense a chance to be on the fucking field. I control the clock. I chew, I chew the fucking clock. I get, I get a lead, and I run the ball. Wasn't it what they say? That's how you beat Tom Brady. Keep, Keep him, him off on the, the field. Line. Yeah, yeah. That's. A, I mean, that's let's a, be honest. If you have, if you have a defense who's not up to the challenge of matching Tom Brady, what do you do? Well, plan A is put my defense out there, but hmm, they're going to get burned more than likely. Plan B, keep his ass on the sideline. Well, that's what happened in the Super Bowl if you watched it. <laughs> How did they come back? Because Tom Brady kept coming on the fucking field. I mean, unless you have a historically good defense that can get you pick sixes on the regular, I'm talking double digits on the season. I, yeah, you want to win, you got to have your offense on the field, period. You ain't going to win three points here and there. That's That's – I think those days are long gone of of those type of games. But, I mean, look, I understand I agree with you on that. I'm just saying I, I if we're talking about right now with the Lions, I think the running game suspect. Yeah. I don't have the, the faith. I don't, I don't have the faith in it to chew the clock. Now, if they want to go to, to a modified version of a West Coast offense where they keep the clock moving and dink and dunk, that could work. I mean, it's only been one game. We don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to say plan. our defense is back after one game. I'm not. I mean, I do know this. Whatever plan they came out with in that first quarter did not work for them. They had to make a, an adjustment, and they had to do it quickly. Because, like I said, that first quarter, Arizona was looking like a fucking world-beater defense. And that wasn't because Arizona is that good on defense. That's because the Lions' fucking game plan was fucking suspect. And... To their credit, which is what you're supposed to do in football, they adjusted. They made adjustments on the fly, and they came back, and they won. And, hey, I picked them to beat the Giants. All right? I got the Giants defense in the fucking fantasy league. I, st- I still don't trust the Giants defense. And it's, the reason, it's one of the reasons I picked them. So, I mean, I get where you're coming from. I agree with you more than I disagree with you. But, yeah, I just... 
unless they go to some sort of dink and dunk, pick up four or five yards here, six yards there, keep the chains moving, keep the clock moving. I don't think the running game is going to be able to keep the other team's defense or offense on the sideline. Well, we need to get Zach Zenner healthy. Well, I mean, that might help. I mean, there's to me, there's a big question mark over his head. He's not he's not an elite back because he hasn't had a chance to, to be one one way or the other. He doesn't have to be elite. All he has to do is what he does is power rushing. Move the chains. Well, I mean, if he can hit a fucking if he can hit a defender and move him back fucking two, three yards, the minute he hits the hole and average three and a half, four yards of carry, yeah. That's that's all the running game the Lions need if Stafford's on his game. Absolutely. And then when you get me close enough, you know, get me to with third a three uh, third and four. Absolutely. I'm throwing it to Golden Tate, and if he's covered, I got Jones on the other side. And for whatever reason, you know, this all might be moot because we're sitting here talking about that Johnson's gone. But I'm telling you, this this kid, Galladay, looked exactly like him. He didn't have the the broadness of of Johnson, but he definitely has the height and the catchability. Look, all I know about him is that they said in preseason – all the training camps, and I mean all the all the practices in preseason, he was catching everything that was thrown his way. He was a fucking human vacuum out there, just sucking it up. But I mean, we all know practice is a lot different than the game. So I mean, he had one good game. Show me a second one. Start building. Start building something. Start building the foundation to build a fucking career on. And I mean, hey, look, not my team. Don't really care. But I, I don't wish him ill will. Until they play the Bucks, then fuck them. I ain't gonna hope fucking Stafford goes for minus yards. Hope they sack his ass in the end zone, gets nothing but safeties. I don't give a shit. But I mean, besides that, yeah, hey, look, if he's as good as advertised, Lions might have something. Lions defense, I think, is better than people were giving him credit for. But I'm not ready to hop on that fucking, oh, yeah, they're gonna fucking just roll train. I'm not, it's just not happening. God damn it, if I won't do it for my own team, so you think I'm going to do it for them? Fuck out my face. Come on. Beat beat the Packers twice in a season. When's the last time we've done that? When's the last time we swept the Packers? It's been a minute. I I will say this. Stafford beat the Packers in Lambeau. First quarterback since 91 to do it. That's a long fucking time in football. That is... Many, many careers started and ended that never saw a win in Lambeau that wore that fucking uniform. I mean, and this is something that I think is being overlooked. Goddamn, we bored the fuck on anyone who's not a Lions fan, but I think they actually might have a GM on their hands. He come from the fucking Patriots organization. He's got that mindset. That culture is ingrained in everyone who works for the Patriots organization or else they don't stay with the Patriots organization. And if he can come in and impose his will on that entire fucking team and that entire franchise from the top down, I might have to eat some fucking humble pie. Three years from now, I might be looking at Stafford going, you know what? At the time, I thought that was a bullshit signing to give him all that money. But if they have the GM who who experts seem to think he's as good as, as or excuse me, he's better than advertised. And people are just fucking sleeping on him for whatever reason because he's with the Lions, whatever. Three years from now, it could be a completely different story. But I ain't saying this is their year. Far fucking from it, homeboy. That's that's you. You on that I, island. 
Now, I got to say this is their year. Once again, like I said, they don't have a huge string of roadblocks. They don't have a huge string where they play teams where I'm like, oh, please be gentle. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's like the 49ers. You know, we were talking we were talking about the picks and everything. And then and we talked about what they did last week against Carolina. And now they got to go against fucking Seattle's defense. Come on. It, that's what I'm saying with the Lions. If their schedule started to resemble that, I'd be like, uh, I'm hoping we get to the playoffs, maybe. <laughs> you almost convinced me on that one. Like maybe we we'll get to the playoffs after we get done being used as a flashlight by every team we meet on the way. Maybe we'll get fucking to the playoffs. We're hoping, but but I mean they're and I, I went over this pre before the preseason. Their schedule just doesn't show me danger. Will Robinson. It doesn't show me that they're in dire need of a win in, at any juncture. They have a chance to win each game. Steelers, Falcons, Panthers, those games, eh, Green Bay, definitely want to see that matchup, you know. But other than that, they got the Browns, Bears twice. They got the Bucks, please, like they could beat them. <laughs> yeah, I, it's not even the week they play the Bucks. Stop trying to bait me, motherfucker. <laughs> and, you know, the Bengals, and they showed what they were worth last week, so – I'm so glad that we have a football expert that after one week of football knows exactly what everybody's worth and not worth. And just so happens that he's a Lions fan and the Lions come out on top every time. The last time the Detroit Lions won both games in a season against the Green Bay Packers was 1991. They won on September 8th and December 15th. And ever since then, pretty much in the last 20 years, which means 40 meetings, the Lions have won 10 times. Was that Eric Kramer, 91? <clears throat> All I know is that's when the fucking Green Bay Packers were talking about, boy, we wish we had fucking uh, Lombardi back. All right, that was pre-fucking Favre by a lot, a lot. He hadn't even been drafted, and his name hadn't been mispronounced by fucking Atlanta at that point. All right, Favre. So yeah, Favre, Favre. Yeah, yeah. give, give him the leader. Eighties, the Lions dominated the Packers from eighty to looks about eighty-four. The Packers won once. That was the Billy Sims years, man. Yeah. The other number 20 who gets lost in the shuffle. Yep. They made a song about it. It all went to hell. Uh, But, yeah. Hey, what are all these games in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Is that when they were building Lambeau? Isn't Lambeau old as fuck? Fuck, I don't know, dude. You're asking Ryan. He's the fucking football expert. Ask him. You want, me, you, want, you want me to talk about you want, you want me to talk about old shit? I'll talk about fucking the Olympia and Chicago Stadium. That's all I know. Old hockey shit. I can throw you some baseball in there, tickle your balls, but I can't get you off with it. I mean, I don't know shit about old football. Let's see. According to no. stadiums, what is this, a Ken, two to, what is this a, 
A Ken's Burn documentary? You're going to fucking educate us about some shit that we didn't even want to know about? (laughs) (laughs) uh, It says the Packers played two to four home games a year at Milwaukee County Stadium from 1953 to 1994. Why? Just because for football in Milwaukee? I guess. They ran out of cheese and got angry in Wisconsin. It was the only way to appease them. Who knows? (laughs) What do you mean I gotta eat this Velveeta? It's a cheese product. That ain't real cheese. Give me the government cheese. <laughs> Made the best grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, absolutely. The thick one-sided. Oh, hell yeah, give it. And the welfare peanut butter made the best fucking peanut butter cookies too. Fuck peanut butter. You know what? Everybody says oh, it made the best sandwich, best cook. Fuck that, dude. Just give me a spoon in the jar. Well, that's after you take the four inches of oil and mix it in with the peanut butter. That was you got to mix it. You got to stir that shit up. <laughs> and if you're still listening to this show, yes, we're talking about our not white privileged having ass on welfare. Shut up. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, we're too white to know this shit. <laughs> Tune back in next week. At the end of next week's show, I'm going to tell you what a day room is in county jail. And after that, I'm going to tell and, you how uh, the black marks got over the stove. <laughs> the, the, the Cliff Notes version of that whole Milwaukee Packers thing is it was pretty much the Packers holding the city of Green Bay hostage to build them a new stadium to re- to renovate and rebuild Lambeau. <laughs> so, so Green Bay was like a bad, bad girlfriend who's like, I'm going to go out for girls night and show you that I still have options. I'm going to lose 30 pounds, get my fucking real estate license and threaten to leave you. Yeah, because the, the the original stadium was built to lure an MLB team to Milwaukee, but also to try to lure the Packers to Milwaukee full time. So yeah, I didn't, I did not know that. <laughs> All right, well shit, what, what what's what, what is it there? Five a.m. It's gotta be close. It's two thirty. Actually, so that means it's three thirty for Rich. So. Well, it means I'm not getting to bed till probably 3.30 myself. So I will thank everybody who has listened, downloaded. Oh, oh yeah. And just, just, let, just let you know, Team Henry, I'm coming to lose to that ass this week in fantasy football. I'm going to take that ass whooping like a man. Yeah. <laughs> maybe if, hey, maybe if I can't beat Rich, I can beat his girl cousin in fantasy football this week. Oh, so, how, I, I just want this to be known. If I lose to a team called Cataluna, Catalua, Catalawa, I don't hey, know. If I lose last to that, name. I quit. Y'all motherfuckers are just evil. First of all, how heteronormative of you, Chris. And way to shame the guy's last name, Ice. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <sighs> yeah, that's right. We don't do politically correct here. At this pace, we're never going to get that NFL fucking NFL shield on our fucking webpage. (laughs) Never going to get that Goodell money. Uh, But uh, we'll educate him. He'll be an expert in no time. (laughs) At least on Calvin Johnson and all the conspiracies everybody threw to him. (laughs) Lambeau Field. (laughs) Yeah. But. you can email the show, sportyacrisforbeanie.net. We're on the Twitter, at Sporty Podcast. Uh, yeah, that's it. All done. We'll see you next week. All right, later, guys. Peace out, y'all.
If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.